All right, just a quick heads up before we get this show started properly. We did have some technical difficulties on this episode. Dan's computer mic was recording instead of his podcast mic. So you'll notice a bit of a difference in quality on his end for about half the show, and then it gets fixed. But bear with it because it's still a great episode. We have corrected this issue, so it shouldn't be a problem in any further episodes. All right, on that note, on with the show. Warning, the following show contains unbeeped words. It also contains talk and on top of and also under and sometimes all over. And remember... Welcome to Steady Diet of Music, a bi-weekly fix of opinions by musicians. This is episode seven, and we are your hosts. I'm Brandon. I am Andy. I'm Dan. I play the drums. And I'm Skunk. Oh, hi, Skunk. Hey, hey Skunk. Hey, Skunk. Hey, Dan. Hey, Brandon. Andy. Hey, guys. Hey, Andy. Oh, hey. Hey, John Ball. How's everybody? Last hey. episode, if you tuned in, uh, Mr. Jason of Jason's 42 Cents gave us a song to listen to. The song was Blues Deluxe by Joe Bonamassa. We're going to tell Jason and the listeners what we thought of it. Let's start with Handy. Well, I do like blues, so I did like it. And I, you know what? I actually did hear it before. I can't remember where. But um, it is your typical slower blues song with kind of the raspy, almost uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan type vocals going on. But there is one thing in in like the middle of the song where he's doing these like uh, these weird swells and almost makes the guitar sound in reverse. And I fucking love it. I just as a guitarist, like it just sounds awesome. His guitar work is amazing. However... The structure of the song is just your basic railroad track blues, um, which a lot of people can't get behind. I can because I dig I dig blues and I always jam blues and some of my guitar you know theory comes from blues, so I appreciate it. However, I know a lot of people can't get on that boat because they just didn't ever get on that boat. But yeah, I like the song. I'll say I didn't like it, and I think it's because I do like the blues. <laughs> what I what I mean by that is that I I like de, uh, the old Delta style blues, you know, Mississippi Delta like blues. Original. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh this is more like Chicago influenced, which I could get some behind some Chicago blues as well, like Muddy Waters right. and uh Howling Wolf, really dig. Mm-hmm. This one um I get it. The guy is amazing at guitar. There's no denying that. And I would almost rather just listen to maybe a track with him just playing guitar. The backing band seemed like it was simply formed to create a platform for the guy to jerk off all over with his guitar. (laughs) Yeah. And he was jerking off for sure. He was. He was. I had to dodge guitar semen. (laughs) I think that the only redeeming quality about this song for me personally is that maybe it'll get people out of my house in a timely fashion. This the song into a dive bar. The song, uh, it made me not want to own my ears anymore. Let's just say that. (laughs) Jesus Christ, that bad, really? Yeah, I did. I did think it's just for me. It's the epitome of contemporary white blues, and it like it Uh hurt to listen to. But hey, (laughs) Jason gave us his honesty. I'm just trying to return the same thing, and it's not out of spite either. It's not like, you're hey, you're, you don't like my music, so I don't like yours. It's honestly like I listened to it and I, it hurt me. <laughs> you're firing back at him for all those 42 cents he's been throwing at you. <laughs> no, no, no. He said no. it wasn't in spite. No, not at all. Not at all. I, I just, it is. he, uh, no, no, dude, trust me. 
the hate for this song runs deep and I'm holding back. (laughs) (laughs) But I love Jason and I like that he likes it. I just never want to hear it again. Skunk, what do you think? I'm in the same boat, but like I, I just, I've heard enough blues in my lifetime to be done. I don't need any more. BB King did enough for me. Like, I, I grew up with a uh, an older brother who fucking listened to the blues incessantly, but he listened to, like, yeah, B.B. King and uh, what's the, uh, now I can't think, Robert Johnson and, like... Um, really like Robert Johnson. Yeah, and, like, all that stuff, and I, I, I don't even not like that, but I just, I've had enough. Like, you know, I, I hit my fill with it back then, and so this, to me, was just, like, I've heard this before and I don't care. Like I mm-hmm. uh, right, so it's not that I didn't like it, but I was indifferent in a way where I was just like, I don't care. So and the thing with with blues and especially the modern and Chicago style, there is one flavor pretty much. It doesn't really jump off the tracks and do anything else. They play it in that one key of you know C, and they go from there and they do the same progressive chords that another song does it's there's no like originality to it so i get that and and there's that's not unique to that style of music either there's a lot of like screamo emo bands too that you know like they all sound the same and i'm not comparing the two they're obviously completely different but i i knew some friends that listened to emo bands and they could hear the difference you know because they listen to it so frequently Mm -hmm. but sometimes with genres that are outside of my wheelhouse like contemporary blues i'm probably just not hearing the difference from everything else i heard you know for sure i agree what do you think of the tune dan well i'm gonna be honest with you before brandon called me out on listening to it i hadn't listened to it until five minutes before the show but what i did hear i've got to agree with the rest of the guys there are different types of blues now somebody might listen to it and be like okay this just sounds like all the other blues like people could listen to jazz and say all jazz sounds the same right but until you actually know the music you're not kind of like what brandon was saying like all the emo kids like they can tell the difference between this and that but okay i like blues so don't get me wrong but this style of blues and i don't know a lot about the genre i just it just didn't it just didn't do it for me it seemed very repetitive again the guy's very talented very good but his backing band was just is very redundant people can say that also about jazz but it's basically you know the same you know type of beat and feel going on the whole time but for the most part the dude is very talented i didn't know why he had to scream at me so hard in the beginning of the song (laughs) but i forgave him and it was okay good voice too very raspy but it was kind of just you know um i gotta agree with brandon it's kind of that white that white boy blues and i'm more into like the white boy blues the southern the southern type of i don't know the blues formed to get rid of people's sadness or to express their sadness and this Mm -hmm. i don't know this this guy just kind of seemed to me like he was just doing it for the music and i could be completely wrong but again people this is my opinion i'm I'm not not saying this is the way it is this this is just basically my opinion of course yeah um I don't know. I I would listen. I'll give I'll I'll give Jason this. I'll listen to more of it because I don't think all of this stuff sounds like that. And especially with blues, like it's a pretty. It's not a very redundant category. It can be, but I I don't think that all this guy's music sounds like this. So I'm definitely down to listen to some more. I will say I read a bit of like his like kind of bio, and he's got some history. He was basically like playing like blues clubs really young and like opening up for Muddy Waters and such. So. There's a cool history behind it. And he's got a lot of passion in his voice. Yeah. But the words don't mean anything to me. It doesn't seem like a struggle like the blues should have, you know? Yeah, he's just bumming out about his girlfriend or something. 
right? Yeah. It might as well you be know, an emo song. You know that Vandal <laughs> song? What is it, Johnny Two Bags? Yeah, Johnny Two Bags doesn't have the blues, but <laughs> yeah, that's what, uh, this reminded me that they it felt like they wrote this song about him, but his name's not Johnny. Sad. Yeah, Johnny Two Bags. That's a good song. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I love it. I love that too. Did you guys ever see Ghost World, the movie Ghost World? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you know where I'm going with this? There's that great scene where they're no. like, "Oh, have you seen the blues? Like, you got to come to this blues club." And they run into this blues club, and you know, Steve Buscemi's character is like, "Oh, I love the blues," and he goes to this blues club and he walks in, and it's like, yeah, it's some white fucking teenager that's like, "You guys ready to hear some rock and roll blues?" And he starts just fucking playing rock and roll, and Steve Buscemi's just like, "What the fuck?" And all these like young white girls are like, "Yeah!" It's just like it's the lamest. <laughs> Like, not that this reminded me of that, just when you were talking about that, that reminded me of that, so. White boy, yeah. It's (laughs) white boys playing the blues. All right, Andy, what were you just listening to? What was I just listening to? Oh, I was listening to Denim Demon by a band called Turbo Negro. Um, And I'm not even that familiar with this band. They came up on my, like, Discover Weekly playlist, and I've heard of them. Haven't heard them. Actually, today I was sitting in my car, and it came on. I'm like, who are these guys, man? They're totally right up my alley. I can see Skunk getting way too excited about this right now. (laughs) Anyways... It's a really cool song. Almost reminded me of kind of the Misfits, but like they, I think they came out in like a, like 92 or something like that, I want to say, maybe even earlier. I don't know enough about them, but man, were they fun. I love the style of the vocals. I love the simplicity of the punk rock music, man. And I'm definitely going to listen to a shit ton more of Turbo Negro. So thank you, world, for introducing it to my ears. Turbo Negro is fucking awesome. Just a few things I want to say about him before I like go... I don't want to like go down a rabbit hole. Turbo Negro is like one of those bands that uh, they were way ahead of their time. They they came out. Uh, I, I don't really know exactly when, but you're, yeah, you're right. It was like a long time ago. But they did two records and were just like they came out swinging. Man, people didn't know mm. what the fuck to make of them. They're they're like super technically good, but they're also like super simply punk rock and and just rock mm-hmm. and roll. But when they came out, like people were just like, holy. fuck. Fuck, you know, and didn't know what to make of him. Yeah. And then the dude, the the lead singer ended up, uh, he quit. He ended up, he wanted to like, I don't know, I heard a lot of things, but he like wanted to be famous for something else. And so they got this new singer and, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And they got this new you singer. want to be famous? I want to be famous. And it just kind of changed the band. Like, I, okay. I will flat out tell you, like, if you listen to the first couple records, they're amazing. After that, kind of fuck yeah, that band. The record, the record I listened to was Ask Cobra. So the other thing is like there's a there's always some kind of uh, homosexual analogy in all their songs. Like they talk about like getting pizza and eating pizza, but it's like really like an analogy for butt sex and stuff because they're all like like gay dudes but like and that was kind of the best part of them or is the best part of them is that they're like these rock and roll gay guys that like just own it and they're like you don't like it fuck you like that's awesome yeah they rock man this this record came out in 96 it looks like it's their third yeah okay started in 92 so who knows but i mean regardless i just went like who are these guys i love when i can discover a you know punk rock band like like true punk rock band and it's not just the same old shit and it's different there's a little little differentness to it and originality and yeah it blew up my skirt man i'm so, so happy I'm you like it they're they're fucking great man yeah yeah I'm happy i wrote them i wrote them down because i'd never heard them but this sounds cool yeah, especially because like i looked them up and it says 
The band combines glam rock, punk rock, and hard rock into a self-described death punk. That yeah. sounds awesome to me. Yeah. The other thing Congrats. you guys might have accidentally heard them. They did. Did you ever watch? Um, did you watch like the Jackass shows and like the Wild Boys yes. specifically? That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was going to say about Turbo Negro. Bam Margera was like a huge fan of yeah, Turbo Negro. The Wild Boys theme song is the first song off their first record. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. The whoa right. whoa whoa. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah, Turbo okay. Negro. And that's their first oh, wow. singer, awesome. and that record kicks fucking ass. Well, I'm going to listen to it, but Brandon, what did you just listen to? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let me tell you what I just listened to. No diggity. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. I, yeah. Bag it up. I don't think it's a bad song. Dr. Dre's on it, but I wasn't listening to it because I'm like, I want to listen to some no diggity. Um, actually, my <laughs> wife and I were having a conversation about... Um, Bill Weathers, and we were talking about our favorite songs by him, and she's like, I love Grandma's Hands, and I'd never heard it. And we were listening to it, and she's like, I'm pretty sure like a rap song like sampled this. And I was like, I think it's no diggity, and I looked it up, and we listened to it. But there's a sample mm. from Bill Weathers nice. uh, from Grandma's Hands in it. The, just the, mm-hmm, just that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Part. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a great song. I wish... That I was just listening to that song, but I listened to No Diggity afterwards. I don't know. Don't, okay. No Diggity's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Black Street was kind of cool, man. Like, it's definitely a catchy West Coast song, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I have no problems with it. It's just like something I, I probably wouldn't put it on to be like, I'm going to listen to this. If it, <laughs> I'm going to listen it, to some No Diggity. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. It's Friday. I'm putting on No Diggity. <laughs> actually, it's more it's of a nostalgic Sunday. thing if I ever listen to it, you know? It's actually yeah, yeah, sun- yeah. It's Sunday, Andy. It's Sunday. I'm going to put on No Diggity. <laughs> Like yeah, it, no diggity is more of a Sunday song, right? Yeah, you know no what, doubt. You know it it no doesn't diggity. matter what day it is. <laughs> hey, Dan, what were you just listening to? I was just listening to Hurt by Johnny Cash, which is Ooh. a cover song by Johnny Cash covered Nine Inch Nails song right. Hurt. Um, Not the other way around? Yeah, some people think that. He time traveled. <laughs> right. It's a good cover. It is. It's... Mm-hmm. I never paid attention to the Nine Inch Nails version of it because I was just I've I've never been like too big of a Nine Inch Nails nin. fan. I've never been a nin. Um, I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying I just haven't been that big of a fan. But the fact that Johnny Cash would cover a song like that like makes me respect him so much more. And it is kind of a depressing song, and I wouldn't want to listen to it. Like if I was like, man, I'm in a great mood. I'm going to put on Hurt by Johnny Cash. No, it wouldn't be that. It'd be another Johnny Cash song, but it is a good song, and it was the last song I listened to. Dan, yeah, did like you the... ever see? Did you guys ever see the video for that? Yeah, the Johnny God, Cash it's so one. So sad. It is. It's yeah, sad. it's, it's like so he's sad. About no, to I haven't die. seen it. He's yeah. Well, he's like looking at he's looking at pictures of his wife <laughs> who just what, died. That's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, he's giving yeah. up. He's he's about to die. He's gone. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah. That, that's I think that's why. Thank you for bringing that up, Brandon. That's why I think that song is so sad. Like the Nine Inch Nails version. It's like. Okay, all your stuff's kind of depressing. But yeah, like why was he ready to die when there was there ain't no grave that can hold his body down? (laughs) Oh you went there. I did. I like Yeah. I like that song. He's a fucking hypocrite. I do. (laughs) I do. I'm I'm not crapping on the song. I'm just saying it's not the warmest fuzzy song. Like you're not like I'm in a great mood. I'm gonna go listen to Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. So why did you listen to it? Because it was on my Pandora. And it just came okay, on. okay. It just came on. I wasn't like sitting there, like, yeah, I'm getting in a bathtub crying. And exactly. I was like, you know what? It's 
it's it's Sunday. Hey, I'm gonna listen to some Johnny Cash. It was after my <laughs> it was after my bath, all right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get in a good mood. I'm gonna listen to some hurt by Johnny Cash and talk about it on the show. <laughs> That's on my it's such a warm and fuzzy tune. I'm putting it's it on, on my yeah, it's on my morning playlist. More of a I like to wake up to more that. of a cold <laughs> you know? it's more of a I cold. hurt myself today. It's more of a cold drink. <laughs> Get me in that good mood. Yeah. It's kind of a more I made some song. cereal. <laughs> Fuck. If that's the first thing you're hearing in the morning while you're getting your coffee ready, God. No wonder why I'm so happy all the time, right? (laughs) I made some eggs today (laughs) with bacon on the side. That makes me like sad as fuck just listening or just thinking of Dan like cooking eggs and he's like flipping it, just like (laughs) sad as fuck. (laughs) That's rough, Dan. Uh, okay who's who's got another song all right so i was just listening to uh i was listening to the who Uh, the song was i can't explain which i can't really hum it for you in so much in the like i could not get the rancid blood clot song out of my head you know the blood clot no 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 like yeah that for for some fucking reason like I was listening to this Who song, and I was just like, I see exactly where Rancid wrote this song from. Yeah. No, I, I get oh, that so, with some... So I, the Who... I get that with some songs, too. Like, I'll be listening to a song, but I can't get the lyrics out of, like, the song yeah. that I'm thinking of, but I can hear the tune from the other band. I know mm-hmm. exactly what we're talking mm-hmm. about. It drives me nuts. Not yeah, to say Rancid sucks. ripped this song off at all, right. but, no, like, it's just like, I heard it, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I know this. Inspired by it. Yeah, yeah. The, the Who ripped yeah. it off of Rancid, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> You know, Tim Armstrong is sitting in a basement like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take this one. You know, when Lars Fredrickson says that he could see 360, Yeah, I imagine him that he's spinning around. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, he's just spinning around in a circle. He's he's in like a desk chair and just like, 360. (laughs) He's on the teacups at Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. See three six. And he got because he spun around too much and he fell over. Blood clot! He Oh, good lord! We should we do never... a deep dive sometime on, like, you know, go from Operation Ivy to to Rancid. You know, we should do Hell that. We will. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, skunk, what? skunk, you're off next show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can be there. Yeah, I quit. By All the right. way, how are you feeling, Skunk? Oh, much better. Um, uh, just to update you, I got my negatives. My uh, my results came back. You know, we did the retest, nice. and we're all negative, and the shit part, Brandon, which you brought up, was yeah, we didn't get antibodies. None of us got them, so like we didn't. So you can just get it again. Yeah, we can just. You, gotta, you still gotta wear. Oh man. I mean, well, yeah, that sucks. You know, to be safe, you should just keep wearing a mask and should just yeah. keep social distancing. <laughs> yes. But yeah, like for the love of God, I was like, well, at least we'll come out of this better and stronger. It's like, no, you won't. You're gonna come out of this weaker, <laughs> yeah. and You're weaker. now you Your can't smell down. sometimes. <laughs> Like fuck! I know wow. you guys didn't ask how I'm doing, but I'm doing good too. I got an um, like all STDs negative test. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. I went. I went to a doctor. You know, I go to for a, a yearly exam, and they test you for all that. Well, because he, you know, he's you got to test your size because I know it's it's unusual, and they always of look my at penis. It go, well, yeah. You, <laughs> they go well, yeah, and they always find things on it. They're like, you have no STDs, but <clears throat> but your your wife probably isn't happy still. <laughs> She's in the other room, like just yep. listening. Like, yeah, he knows. <laughs> she keeps bringing you to the doctor. Yeah, she she told him to say that. Like, well, yes. I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> put weights on it, but it doesn't stretch it. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're a pediatrician. 
Why am I always going to the pediatrician, honey? Oh, goodness. I don't want to play with the puzzle. All right. This puzzle is way too easy. Yeah. Uh, All right. Moving on. Moving on. At least you got a sucker, Brandon. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we'll be moving on to agree or disagree. Dan picked this one for us today. Dan, why don't you introduce it to us? All right. So for this segment of Agree to Disagree, the band I picked was a band by the name of Error. The song I picked, since we're not doing full albums anymore, the song I picked was called Burn in Hell. Now, Error was, not is, a digital hardcore band, and they were founded in 2003 by 12 members, or 12 rounds member, and Nine Inch Nails um, composer Atticus Ross. And to add to some weirdness, they brought in the guitarist Brett Gurwitz by Bad Religion, and then the singer of the Dillinger Escape Plan, which is Greg Pasciutto. Now, since their 2004 release, they haven't put anything else out. With that being said, Andy, what did you think about Burning Hell by Error? Okay, so after listening to the f- like first moments of the song, I immediately told myself, okay, man, I got to have an open mind. I'm glad I did because I liked it. Uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I always appreciate a group that can uh, do electronic music as well. The mix of the song was really cool where all the effects were. Um, so I liked the way like everything was panned out. I liked the random short uh, distorted guitar riffs. And the vocals were kind of fun and screamy too. I didn't know it was the Dillinger dude. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, and, and in the bridge, it had like this cool like... Like glockenspiel breakdown if you guys know what a glockenspiel is it's kind of like a like a xylophone but a little uh, deeper i guess i really dug that it was super creepy and the lyrics were super weird i couldn't really dissect them i tried to read them and it was something about like tarzan and sins so i was <laughs> yeah. like okay like well, i was really trying to analyze these lyrics i couldn't even find the metaphor in it but i did like the song Dan, have you ever heard of a band called Mindless Self-Indulgence? Yes. Yeah, very similar. Very. Reminded me a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah, man, I liked it. I liked it. You know, I had it. I when I first started listening, I was like, oh shit, here comes something electronic. But then I ended up digging it. It was catchy. Very nice. Yeah, man. Skunk, what'd you think? So I uh I also wanted to not like it the second it started because of the electronic stuff, but I found myself kind of digging it in like a almost a Beastie Boys kind of way. It had like I don't know how you guys took it, but I I I just got a lot of Beastie Boys vibes off of it, and it kind of made me like it a little bit more than I think I would have if I just, like, threw it on and just was like, I don't know what this is, and I hate it. I don't know. I tend to not like electronic stuff right out the gate. I'm yeah. I'm biased. I, I, I just don't like it. And I thought it was really funny that when I looked it up, it was on a punkorama, and that's how I knew that it was the right song. So I was like, well, yeah, it's it kind of made me on, it, give it more of a chance that it was on a punkorama, which is kind of weird to me. I like I don't know. I I always, you know, I grew up listening to those comps and stuff and like finding new bands, but I feel like if 10 years ago I would have put this comp on and come to this song, I would have skipped it every time. But now that it was like, here listen to this and, you know, do it with an open mind, it's like, okay. And I'm glad that I did because yeah, I I wouldn't say I liked it, but I didn't hate it as much as I would have ten years ago. Gotcha. Okay. 
Brandon, what did you think of it? You know what? I I feel like this is like right up my alley. Like I I like I is it, would you call it hardcore? What would you call this? Like the the foundation of it. I mean, you guys are thrown in electronic and it's definitely electronic. And I actually like electronic music, but you know, the core of it, Dan, what what would you say it is? It's called digital hardcore. Okay. Okay. So, so, yeah. so, so basically exactly what they say exactly what I said. Basically what you had said, yeah, but just, you know, different. But yeah. Um know. yeah. I, I do like hardcore and there's there's but there's only like a handful of bands and, and it's hard for me to listen to full albums sometimes. I, I just I guess I've gotten a little soft in my old age and I don't like people screaming at me. But when I do listen to hardcore, I like it to be like different, you know, stuff that I didn't hear a lot growing up. And that's why I think I took to the locust like so hard as I did, because they had such a unique sound and like that's kind of what this reminded me of. Like the first time I heard early Locust was, I was like, Ooh man, it's like, it almost is painful to listen to, but there's also sometimes some melodies that come through, you know? Yeah. Like right. that bridge was awesome. That Glockenspiel mm-hmm. part. It was like, it gave it almost like a, like a Michael Myers, how Halloween vibe thing going on. I, yeah. yeah. I liked it. And you know, so I, yeah, I really, I really dug it a lot, honestly. Very cool. cool. Um, if you guys get a chance to listen to the rest of the album, just some like cool little like core parts I want to throw out there before every track you hear computer keys in the background, like, and then the music starts. And at first really? I was like, I was like, did they like accidentally add that in? But like literally, there's there's only it's an EP, so there's only five songs, and it's before every track. The last track, it's really interesting. The last track is called "Brains Out," and literally, if you listen to it even sober your brains literally feel like they're out of your head by the last of the song by the end of the song it's i like nuts. that even sober so well the reason i say that is because this was like our favorite thing to put on when we were you know basically doing anything because the record is just so trippy but yeah before each each track like you hear like the little like the little uh little keyboard sounds from the from the uh computer and um, yeah, the fact that it's the singer Dillinger Escape Plan, the guitarist of Bad Religion, and then a programmer from Nine Inch Nails, it's just like such a random collaboration yeah. of members. And it's like, and then they got together and they're like, hey, let's make something completely different. Yeah, I can definitely even listen to it differently now that I know it is a super group and it's all those members, like the drummer of Bad Religion. Like, that's pretty awesome. And now, mm-hmm. like, I can get a a stronger perspective on the song, even though I liked it in the first place. Yeah. So listen cool. to the rest of the album. It's, it's, it's different and it's, you know, kind of hard to listen to at points, but for the most part, it's just a super random album that I just kind of wanted to show everybody. Yeah. Well, Dan wins this one. Oh <laughs> yeah. For it? All right. So we're going to take a word from our sponsor before we do. I just want to say that all these products that we promote, we use ourselves. We would never promote something that we don't. So on that note, here we go. Hi, my name's Oils, and I'm cooking for you. Hi, honey. Hi, babe. How was work? Oh, just exhausting. I just want to lay in bed, kick off the boots, and watch season two of Anal Fishers. Honey, I'm trying to finish season one of Cooking with Oils. Damn it, Tina, you're always doing this to me. I haven't had my Anal Fishers all week. You're always cooking with oils. Well, I don't care, Frank. I have nothing better to do, and I'm not going to sit around and watch your anal fishy show again. Well, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. Having trouble settling your differences? Is your wife being a total nag? Is your husband being a total bag? Douche, that is. Well, fret not, because now, as of right now, introducing Stony Tony the Hotbox Genie! 
<laughs> and where am I? Hey, who are you? It's me, Tony Tony. Where am I, man? You guys look like you're in trouble, man. Like you're fighting us. You guys want some hash? I feel better? What? <laughs> no, man. I was like, I'm gonna give you some hash. You guys look like you've been fighting and I'm gonna give it to you smoking. Yeah, I feel better. Here, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> take it, man, take it. What, honey, what is he saying? I think the scrawny bastard's trying to give us something. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm just like, I'm just right here in the pipe and I had to you like it. You smoke it. What? Just smoke this. Oh, okay. Boy, I feel great. Me too. Wait, what were we just talking about? What? What? <laughs> yeah, man. Wait, what? I'm hungry. Well, folks, another satisfied couple thanks to Stony Tony the Hotbox Genie. Order your Stony Tony today at your local online neighborhood bargain market. Stony Tony, man, you get some hash and you smoke it, and it's really good. You can get it at your local market, man, and no purchase necessary. You get it for the 30 day trial. All right, so it's random question time, starting with Mr. Skunk. Oh, me. Well, my random question comes to you from Nintendo's 35th anniversary of the Legend of Zelda series. My random question is, what is your favorite video game music? And I want to hear first from Andy, because I'm pretty sure I know what it is. I don't think you do. Okay, well, hit me. Do you? I think I do. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Fucking exactly. Oh. It was going to be either that or Skyrim, but Symphony of the Night for life, man. Uh, Very hard soundtrack to get. You can, like, download it somewhere on a weird torrent and get a virus. But you can't find it on like on uh, platforms, or you can find people covering some of the songs and whatnot. Dude, it's the best soundtrack ever made, like scored for a video game. Uh, if you guys don't know it, please play it. Play Castlevania Symphony in the Symphony in the Night. It's on PlayStation Four. You can buy it with like Rondos, whatever. There's like three other Castlevanias, but Symphony of the Night, dude, the music is so freaking good. I I love it. Everything and every room you go into, the music changes into this awesome symphony. And there's like rock music in it too, but it's just so well written. It's written by this Japanese woman, and I don't remember her name because it's a really hard name to remember. But she's they've they've done like actual like symphony tours. Yeah, like you can go watch mm. Symphony of the Night, and it's so cool. It's so nerdy, but it's ah, oh, it's the best. It's one of my favorite like top five video games for sure as well. Dude, Castlevania was just featured on the cover of Horror Hound magazine. The show they or the video retros- All of it. Oh. They do a retrospect okay. of Castlevania. So they go from the very first video game through all of them, all the way up to like the, the anime show and whatnot. Nice. Okay. Andy's, Andy's doing a lot of like coincidences for me from this show and me. Like last show, he said that he, you know, one of his top female artists was uh, Madonna. Mm-hmm. Or your favorite diva was Madonna. Right. And then the I watched, the, and then a couple nights later, I watched the Slackers and they cover Madonna. And I'm oh, like, right, Whoa. right. And then, <laughs> yeah, dude. And then the Castlevania, and the, anyway, kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent, man. And yeah, that, there's no other video game in the world for the rest of my life that will ever be as good as that game, at least for the soundtrack. It's fucking rad. So, Dan, what do you got? My favorite video game music is, um, had to have been Shadow of Colossus. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, holy shit! Holy. Sorry, <laughs> is there a crossover? Holy? No, that's uh, like another coincidence. I just played that game for the first time. Oh, oh okay, nice. yeah. So, one. Shadow of Colossus was. Um, I'm probably going to butcher this date. It's a. It's a. I believe it's a PlayStation Two, two. game. Yeah, it was two. PlayStation Two. Okay. 
Orig- place- originally, yes. Yes, originally. And then they remade it for the PlayStation 4, and I recently just played it probably about a year ago, and it is absolutely amazing. And the music mm-hmm. in it, like you're on your horse. And the, the cool thing about it is there's it's called Shadow of Colossus. So you're basically just battling a bunch of colossi. I guess colossi gods, colossi like multiple colossus would be colossi. So you're defeating (laughs) like 10 or 12, like giant beasts and there's nobody else in the game. It's you, your horse. And then there's your girlfriend, but she's dead. And you're trying to defeat all these colossi in order to get like a potion in order to bring her back alive. But anyways, long story short, it's like all this like super like epic, just like reminds me kind of a Castlevania, just like this like symphony music. And it's just like so beautiful Mm -hmm. and just so like crazy. There's no like rock opera in it, which I wish there kind of was, but (laughs) yeah, it's just like really good, like classical music. And I think a lot of it has to do with like the scenery too. Like when you're like, you know, out there and you're like on your horse and you're like looking for all these like, big beings to kill like it's just like you're just kind of like engulfed in like the whole game like if i were just to listen to like the score of it like in my car i'd be like okay this sounds like classical music but i don't know while you're playing the game like you you feel awesome you feel like you composed it basically yeah and it like builds like as as you ride up to one colossus it's like that it's you know it builds the score and it's like different for everyone and just like i know exactly yeah i just finished that game probably two days ago because, you know, I'm like, I had the COVID and I was like, well, I'm going to just go through every game I've ever been told. And I saw that they remade it for PS4 <laughs> and, you know, it was 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, oh, why not? It's amazing. Yeah. Great. And you're right yeah. with the, the way the, the way this, the song builds. I, I love it when video games can cue like a distance to a scene. Yeah. Oh, it's. That's so rad. Uh, Skyrim did that a lot. Too. Yeah. Um, like, or, or any, any Elder Scrolls did that. Anything by Bethesda does that. Um, but they have that, like, you know, the closer you get to a different area, the music kind of starts kicking in. And then when you're in it, it's like the, the dynamics raise and it gets louder and there's more instruments and that's fucking rad. I love it when they cue like that. Before I ask Brandon what his favorite video game music is, I just want to throw this in real quick. Skate three had something like that. You could turn off, like if you didn't want to listen to their music, like they just had like random, like metal and punk and hip hop artists. If you didn't want to listen to that, you could turn it off. And you could switch to a mode called Dynamic, and it was literally a jazz band that went into the studio for Skate 3, and, like, they they just, like, jammed, right? And, like, it would, like... So you could turn it onto that Dynamic setting, and then the more tricks you would do and the crazier you would get in your line, like, the music would just start going up and up and up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And as soon as, like, you created this line, like, you manualed into, like, a a flip trick back into a manual. It would crescendo. And then you grind something, then it's all, like, it starts getting, like, this, like, funk, like, and then as soon as you bail, it goes back down to, like, all this, like, super, like, slow jazz, like, you're starting from scratch again. And I just thought that was really cool how they incorporated that. But, like, the the bigger your line gets, like, the, it, like it even like starts getting into like punk rock, but it first starts off as like some like really like low jazz. But like the higher your 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 score gets, like the higher the yeah. music goes. Pretty cool. Wow, that is pretty cool. That's also a good segue for mine. Now I know skunk that this isn't exactly what you meant, but I might be cheating a little bit. But it is music from a video game, uh, Skater XL. Basically, it's a soundtrack of bands. That's what it is. Um, That's fair. I, I wanted to pick something cool like you guys. I really wanted to. <laughs> like, I was going to say, like, zombies ate my neighbors. But then, like, hmm. 
I didn't really play that game. My wife did, and she talked about it a lot, and I saw it on the TV a lot, but that wouldn't be like my own, you know. But Skater XL has like Modest Mouse and Animal Collective and Interpool and Built to Spill, and my I wasn't even playing it. My nephew's playing it, and I was just like, whoa, this is Modest Mouse. Hey, this is Built to Spill. I just started getting excited for it, and I was like, this is kind of like really cool music to to like skate to. Like they had... um paper thin walls from like modest mouse and i'm like this is a cool song really? to skate to mm-hmm. oh, and some built to spill which that was like that's most surprising yeah and, that's and, a random uh, song for modest mouse i have i have played skater xl but i've played it at jason's so jason's 42 cents at his house you know and he turns the music off because he doesn't like that music <laughs> so well <laughs> what i've what i've what i've read about it is they have like 20 minutes of music and then it just repeats so they don't have a lot of songs on it so i could yeah i could imagine it would get annoying after a while even if Mm -hmm. he did like the music but yeah that's mine what's yours skunk uh so i was gonna say castlevania because it is probably one of the best video game soundtracks ever just it's so fucking cool and metal but yeah i i i knew andy was gonna so, but that doesn't mean you. No, it's still got to be your favorite, right? I but mean, no, because like I have like six favorites, and I was just like, well, I'll just juggle all these. But uh, Legend of Zelda, I've you know I've got it tattooed on me, and that like that music to me, like you start playing that game, no matter which one you're playing, like as soon as it's like dun 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 dun, dun you like you already you're yeah. like I'm so into this game. Like it, that music to me is just like the perfect music for that game right it's well written for 8-bit as well oh man it just they really, sucks they really you took in. some time into putting those notes together yeah and then and so i actually wrote this question with the uh side question in mind have you guys ever listened to a band called power glove yeah no i, mm-hmm. I know i've shown it to brandon they just cover well their first album they just cover video game songs and make them like epic metal like power metal and the fucking the Castlevania one specifically is will knock your socks off. The Legend of Zelda one is super cool. The Mario one is awesome because they do it in a minor key. Like it's just they're they're cool. But yeah, I mean, cool. As far as video game yeah. music goes, you should you should check that out. Power Glove. Power Glove. Yeah, they're rad. Okay. Radical. It's so bad. It's the Power Glove. That's power so glove. bad. <laughs> power Glove. All right, Dan. What's your question? My question is, since I'm a drummer, got to throw it out there, and I've heard some conflict over this conversation. Or this I've heard that band too. Conflict, <laughs> yeah, great uh, crust band, right? They're from. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, well, yeah, okay. so, anyways, uh, <laughs> sorry. Who is a better drummer, Neil Pert or John Bonham? Who wants to take this first? And, uh, so hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. Right, can right. I? Can I just say, uh, Andy could take it first. I think we're all going to agree. That's what I. That's what I imagined. But Andy yeah. hit me fucking pert dude who's it uh, people are an idiot if you think bonham is actually he's like fucking lars dude screw off piss off Die. <laughs> whoa i hate and, that okay okay that. okay That's, andy i'm gonna let you can... but like people actually think this like uh you know like bonham's this fucking awesome drummer he's not dude he like he, yeah he did long ass solos and shit but like he just fucking he, ripped it he can't do it without the crack jaw either <laughs> yeah same you ever Lars seen that as well <laughs> it's yeah. so weird to me it's so weird i've seen guitarists yeah. play like that too uh adrian young yeah by, uh yeah some guitarists like or even musicians have that weird 
niche where not niche but like tick where they either have yeah. to like move their mouth or they stare at you mm-hmm. yeah the guitar like, you face. have a friend that like plays guitar and he just looks at you the whole time and like move, like <laughs> keeps his mouth closed but his jaw keeps moving like what are you doing yeah no just keep staring at you like I gotta, I gotta focus on this person to play this right Andy, what are you doing i think Anyways. i think you figured something out you know how the guitarists go back to back when they play I think yeah. it was created because of that. So they can't stare at each other. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I think it was just like one of them got creepy. One of them got creeped out and was like, "Dude, dude, let's go back to back. It'll look yeah, cool." Yeah, don't look at me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not even a huge Rush fan. Like, I like Rush. I mean, the singer drives me nuts, but I like their music. And fucking Pert was the shit. Like, you're you're mm-hmm. an idiot not to think that he wasn't a good drummer. I'm sorry. Like, and and you you are an idiot to think that Bonham's gonna be better and out of so many bands. Just because Led Led Zeppelin was huge, people thought you know he was the best drummer. Just like as a kid, I thought Lars was good. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same shit. You grow up and you start listening and you under, start to understand instruments. And you go, wait a minute. So Pert is my answer, and I'm sticking to it. How about the Skunk? Well, prepare to call me an idiot because I fucking, <laughs> I hate Rush so much that I was like, I'm going with John Bonham, I don't care. Uh, See, but that's why. You, here's the thing, though. Because you hate I really Pert. don't think that John Bonham is a better drummer than Neil Peart. I think Neil Peart okay. is a much better drummer than almost any yeah. drummer ever. But just to argue with you guys, I was like, fuck that, I'm going with John Bonham because I hate yeah, Rush. <laughs> Good job, Skunk. I, I appreciate your answer. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't even like either of the bands, but I understand their talents. Yeah, talents. Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing against. I have nothing against Zeppelin. I like Zeppelin. Um, I actually really like Rush. Like they they have a lot of records, like a lot of records, and um, and some of them I don't like so much. But um, I have uh, on vinyl. I have Farewell to a King, which I really like, and I have one of their. Gosh, I think it was like their second album. I really don't like. But then Dan told me to listen to 2112, and I was like, oh, I love this. It's mm-hmm. all about spaces. <laughs> not not like, like measuring. Not like with... different. Yeah, it's all about like <laughs> different spaces. Like, like your closet. Empty rooms. Closet yeah. spaces. Yeah. 42 by 30. They're a very pro-social <laughs> distance band. Yeah, this garage is really yeah. cool. <laughs> Measuring the walls, the songs. Um, yeah, I have to. I have to go with Pert because he's yeah. he's amazing. Um, I don't know why that's always the two comparisons from like seventies drummers. You know, like because obviously nobody's listening to progressive rock because those drummers are amazing. Like uh, Alan White from Yes when he he joined in like seventy two, so he joined on like. Um, Gosh, what is it called? Uh, Close to the Edge. Yeah, he and rips. that dude, if, oh my gosh, if you listen to that album, that drummer rips, I was, dude. I was going to say the, the drummer from Yes is super technical, super good. And You're going to have to be if you're in Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. And, then, and that's the difference between just like classic rock and progressive rock. So the reason mm-hmm. I asked you guys this question, like, yeah, I'm a drummer and it, it frustrates me when people are like, well, yeah, John Bonham was a better drummer. And it, it's the same as like your guys' answer. It's like just because Led Zeppelin was, they might have been older, they might have been more popular. But the, the fact of the matter is, yeah, John Bonham, don't get me wrong, he was a good drummer. He was great. But I think the thing that made me the like the most upset was I watched an interview recently on Howard Stern and Howard Stern was agreeing with Bonham. And then he brought fricking Lars Ulrich from Metallica on there. And Lars was yeah. like, well, I'm going to give my answer, but first I'm going to tell you about a, he gave an honorable I'm, mention. I'm going to give you my answer, but I'm going to give you my answer. 
first guys I'm going to give me an answer. Yeah, it's going to be. So, it's, uh, so basically, that's Andy's music. nemesis right there. <laughs> God. So basically, so basically, he went on there and he's like, yeah, he gave an honorable mention. And the honorable mention was the, the drummer from ACDC. Again, dude. <laughs> really? Again. Booga, booga, booga. That's fucking insane, man. Thank that you, Andy. Oh, my God. Thank you. He's all, he's such a tech, he's such a technical drummer. <laughs> I'm like, dude, all I've heard is. That's every song. What about Stuart Copeland too? Like that, he's one of my favorite drummers because he's not like showboaty at all. You know, everything he does, like you have to really be paying attention to to understand yeah. like the technical stuff that he's doing. You know, there is there is that like the the drummer, both drummers of Tom Petty too. Like they were simple, but they were good at simple at least. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's and sometimes it's, that's necessary for the totally, music too. You yeah, know? just to do a a, a four four like clean as fuck on the on the beat and make it mm-hmm. sound good and make it louder and quieter i always appreciate that but no acdc was the same fucking loudness just through the whole song. and i think that's what okay. lars was so, getting at he was like you know like he does the four four timing but he's like clean at it or he's very like on beat and okay i get it but it's like dude don't be picking i wouldn't be surprised if he said meg white <laughs> <laughs> she's good andy right? it's harsh okay. <laughs> Is it Why? <laughs> She's terrible. <laughs> Jack White told her to Fuck. keep it simple, all right? It's not her fault. But, okay. My that's, mistake. That's at least what I heard. That. That's yeah. what Jack told me. It's a, she was, it's <laughs> it's a little bad for her. <laughs> it's the, th- the thing is, is it's not that it's the simplicity. It's like, it's a little sloppy. Well, she hits the you snare know? the same time as the kick. Which like is that, ska that was, drumming. Well, no, but, but like, not, maybe she's not like someone gets behind the drums, that's what they do. Maybe she like, thought she was she was auditioning for the specials. Maybe she thought she was auditioning <laughs> for the specials. You know, I gotta say that drummers are really like underappreciated, I think. Like I could strum my bass or guitar to a drum and the drums are keeping beat for me. So all I gotta do is, you know, follow the drums. But like, man, to have to carry the, the timing. They're the, they're the steering wheel, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so thanks, Dan. Dan. So Dan, it's Pert for you. Oh, hundred percent. Again, I I love Led Zeppelin. John Bonham's a great drummer. I just don't know the reason I ask this question is because so many people take these two drummers and compare them. That's the only reason I compared the two. Would I compare these two drummers in a like in a drum off? No. But the reason I did it is because like recently I heard like so many people are like, who's better, Pert or Bonham? I'm like, dude, I, would you... I, I've got to bring this to my boys because I knew all you guys would be on my yeah. side. Even though Skunk isn't the biggest Rush fan, he still knows drums, and I appreciate that, Skunk. So who's who's better, Neil Pert or Meg White? <laughs> oh, Meg White. Um, Meg Pert. <laughs> I like the I like the head, Imagine the that cocked head. Yeah, like her neck broke. I like that. She done. She done. She's like the bent. All she's right. like the bent neck lady. My question is: If you had to pick a clothing style of any musician, who would it be? Like, imagine a musician is going to give you their entire wardrobe. <laughs> Whose would you accept, like, excitedly? That sounds very smelly. Skunk. You know, I I sat and thought about this, and I was like, I dress like a musician. I. You know, like we're all musicians, we dress like this, but like, I mean, if you're gonna go with somebody that's like got a fucking style and a flair, I, of course, I went with Tom Waits. You know, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, yeah, he's got some class. He, well, he's got he class, he's got his own flavor. He's got class, but then he sometimes he doesn't. Like, sometimes he looks like a rocker. Yeah. Sometimes he, you know, he just like, he was, he looks like the type of guy to me that like wakes up in the morning and goes, 
well, I got this cool hat, or I've got this cool leather jacket, or I've got these... You know what? Fuck it. I'll just put them all on. And like, you know, he doesn't give a fuck. You know what? I'll just put them oh, on. I'll just put them all on. <laughs> Eat some ham. <laughs> That's a good answer. I would definitely dress like Tom Waits. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, how about Dan? Who would I dress like? My clothing style of a musician would be Bob Dylan. Ooh. Now, I've seen some pretty cool photos of Bob Dylan. Now, do I know what he's dressing like when he gets up in the morning? No, I don't know. He's probably naked. But <laughs> when I see pictures of Bob Dylan, he's always wearing like either like a cool like fedora hat and like a um, not really like a trench coat. What are those? Like a pea coat. Wearing like a pea coat, maybe with like some type of like white dresser underneath and a tie, kind of like a like an early day Beatles feel. I don't know. I I kind of compared the style of Bob Dylan with like a jazz musician. And I really like how jazz musicians dress, not just like on stage, like, you know, wearing a, you know, a suit basically or a, or a tie, but just like maybe like a, an unbuttoned shirt and like some khakis and some like nice shoes, like maybe like dress shoes or like wingtips or something like that. But I don't even know what to like classify the style as, but I've seen quite a few pictures of Bob Dylan, like how he used to dress. And he didn't just dress like a, a musician from like the 60s or 70s or even 80s. He just kind of had like his own feel. and It was pretty cool. Casually formal. Hmm, I like that. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll take yeah. it. Who's next? Andy, Brandon, Skunk. <laughs> All of you. Go go ahead, Andy. You said Andy first, so. That's what I meant. I have terrible taste in style. And I'm, I'm pretty, a, pretty basic when it comes to like my own clothes you know lately so i went with milo ackerman oh cool because <laughs> he always wears like really big shirts and like he's, he's not dressed to impress on stage he wears a camelback on stage and drinks water from it and like his glasses i don't yeah. know i appreciate i appreciate what he does he doesn't need to flaunt himself on stage and everybody worships the dude when he plays like i i you kind of yeah you kind of already have that going on a little yeah, bit you know? i don't have a camelback on right now but you know my shirt's <laughs> right not now. too big either but you should get a yeah, camel like a like a dirty gray big shirt, like a fruit of the loom shirt. Like he doesn't give a fuck. You know, it's <laughs> just it's like not trying to be a scene. And he's you know, that band's always been like that. Like when I first heard the descendants, I was probably 15, and I never saw what they looked like. I heard I found a tape, I started listening to it, and I thought these dudes were like hardcore punk rockers with bright pink mohawks and, and studs and tattoos. And like I always imagined that. So when I finally saw a picture of them, I was like, wait is this the right band? You know, before I knew anything. So they were like these nerds that just played this aggressive music and they didn't have to impress anything. I don't know. I don't know if I would really wear his wardrobe. That's kind of weird, but that's what I went with. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I appreciate that about the like early eighties punk rock. Like that's how, um, like minor threat was too, you Mm -hmm. know, like Mm -hmm. you listen to them and you're like, these are some hardcore dudes, but they just, they dress regularly, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I'm I'm with Andy about like style. I don't care. You know, like as I got older, I stopped caring. And then when I had a daughter, I'm like, you know, all I need to dress for comfort, not yeah. for anything else. Most of my wardrobe now is like sweatsuits. I'm not kidding. Yeah. No, no, no. You look like, like Tony like, Soprano. Uh, like, 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 no, no, not sorry, not <laughs> sweatsuits. More like jogging suits. You know, like, yeah. um, like a sweater and sweatpants. Even yep. matching sometimes. I need to dress so, like a dad. Is what you told yourself. Yeah, I was. I need to. I need to dress like a dad. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I went with ODB because okay. I feel like his his. Cl- <laughs> I feel like his clothes are look. They look really comfortable. 
And honestly, I just want all of his grills too. So you mean ODB, not Beetlejuice, right? I mean, how does he dress? And and he's got he's got these grills that are like fangs, and that's really cool. I really, I just I'm like getting, I'm getting want visuals a set here. of grills. I really want you to have grills now. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I want to. I want you to do that. So, like, that too. Not that I thing. like. Not that I'm in the type of relationship where I need to ask permission about stuff, but it's respectful because it's like you know my wife looks at me more than I do, and I have a little chip in my front tooth. And there's a crack that's growing up it. And I'm like, that might eventually be gone one day. And I was like, can I get a gold tooth in there? And she's like, yeah, do whatever you want. And I was like, I'm getting a gold tooth. <laughs> yes, please. Brandon, fucking you, rules. I will do it. Can you please really do that? Oh, no, it's it's a plan. If I lose any teeth, they're they're going gold. Awesome. I don't know about like full gold. I don't know if that's really good to have in your mouth. It's a little soft and it's a little expensive. But, you know, gold plated at least. Brandon, I can help you lose a tooth. Yeah, I think we all could. <laughs> Just bang your mouth into the microphone. Real that, quick. What was that that um, that Jackass episode where he tied his tooth to a Lamborghini? Danger Aaron. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was pretty crazy. I didn't know that that could actually happen. Well, that thing right so, out. So, Andy, what's, what is your question, Andy? Okay, so if you were forced to kiss one of your favorite musicians, who would it be? Woo! Dan. Oh, oh man, it, this one was quick, too. Like, right when you said that, I thought of the prettiest <laughs> musician ever. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this band, but they're called Steel Panther, and the basis of that band. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, he's got lips of roses. Oh, my goodness, does he? And if you could <laughs> pretend good, hard enough, it could be a woman. Lexi, I love this. Lexi Fox is... Her, Lexi his, Fox. He's, his name. He's, he's like the Bobby Doll, you know, of, you know, like that was a bass player poison. Was it Bobby Doll? Am I right? I I should know this, but he was kissable too. So Melissa and I, <laughs> we've almost been married for ten years. On our honeymoon, we stayed in Vegas. The last night we were there, we were staying in the, uh, the Motel Six. Yes, the Motel Six, and the Motel yes. Six had a Hard Rock Hotel or Hard Rock Cafe <laughs> inside of it. Hard Rock. No, it was the Mandalay Bay, but they had a Hard Rock Cafe or a Hard Rock Joint inside right of the mandalay bay oh. so the last night we were there we're like hmm, wonder who's playing we went in it was steel panther we had no idea who they were oh that we makes it the... so much better <laughs> so much better and i go in like all these like women are like flashing their boobies and there's like this like 80s metal band up on stage i'm like this is kind of cool i'm gonna go to the bar real quick i'm gonna get a couple tall cans and i'm gonna enjoy the show Wait, is this leading up to you kissing the bass player? Long story short, Andy, I go up to the bar and um, I get make out with I, I get two tall cans, and it was twenty four dollars. And Jesus. I looked at my wife. I said, "These are our last tall cans." And we sat there and we drank the tall cans and we enjoyed the show. And the whole time the band is playing, like during their break, like the band's playing right, they're rocking out. As soon as they pause and like the singers talking to the audience, the bass player just grabs a mirror. And starts looking at himself and brushing his hair. His, his lips out. <laughs> oh man! It's the whole time they're in character. Like, the yeah, whole time, and they're great. Like I've like they're like personal, like their personal player. bios and stuff. Like they're they're not like how they are, but like it's it's just all fun and it's just all theatrical yeah. and all that. But yeah, I'd, I'd kiss him because he's a beautiful man. Yeah, and and he and you're a drummer and he's rhythm section with you, so you guys can rhythmically peck. We keep and lick. Beat together. Keep I never heard of this band. <laughs> I just looked him up. That bass player is pretty. There's no denying that. Pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. They're they're the fucking most ridiculous. (laughs) When you said that, I was just like, oh my God, I know this band. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't say they were good. No, no. But they're kind of, they kind of are. They're good at what they do, which is a joke. (laughs) Yeah. Parody on on No, they're they're like, for for a band to mock hair metal, it's it's great. The perfect band to do that. It's probably not mocking, right? It's, um, Gosh, what do they call what do they call that those types of a bands? Tribute. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's I mean a parody band, there's a right? word I mean, there's a word there's a word for it. It's uh, they call Guar this too. It's like um, instead of mockumentary for like a documentary mock, it's like a it's a band. Well, you're talking about like, shock rock. Guar was referred to mm, as shock rock if that's where you're going. I can't think of the word right now. I really hope your answer is an odorous. I know you, I know what you mean, Brandon. <laughs> Maybe it's the cuttlefish of Cthulhu. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, Skunk, what's your answer? Uh, shit. You you said odorous, and I completely forgot what my answer was. <laughs> I didn't write it down, and now it has to be odorous. You didn't uh, write it down. <laughs> no, I didn't write oh, it down, and it was, uh, you know what, Brandon, go, because come back to me. Go, Brandon. <laughs> I'm like at a loss. Edit all the shit out of here. Damn it, Skunk. No, I don't edit I know. other people's I know, mistakes I know. besides mine. <laughs> um, Duran Duran. And all, all of them? All a YOLO. You yeah. only lick uh, you only lick once. <laughs> I like that band and they seem like really cool guys. And I feel like they would appreciate my style of kissing. So okay. yeah, Duran Duran. <laughs> they actually tell you at the end, I really appreciate your style of kissing, Brandon. And I'd be like, I knew it. I knew you would. Thank you. I knew it. That's good. <laughs> I Skunk, did you think about it? Okay, yeah, I, I do remember. And mine was kind of jokey, and it was, uh, I don't even like My Chemical Romance, but I feel like I would just take Gerard Way and be like, come here. Because he's so <laughs> yeah. he's so pretty, and I would just take him. And and I really like the comic book that he wrote, too, so I'd just be like, like double entendre. Play with his hair. Come here, dude. And like, yeah, just pet him real good. There was a rumor going around for so long that everyone's like, that's Billy Corgan's son. I'm like, it looks like him, but it's not. I remember hearing that, too. And uh, so I grew up as a pretty big Smashing Pumpkins fan at one point in my life. And uh, like somebody tried to sell me on My Chemical Romance by saying that. Like, no, I think the kid is related to Billy Corgan. And I was just like, I don't give a fuck. I don't like, care. They suck. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. it wasn't sweetening the pot. Oh, for me. he looks like Billy. Oh, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> but isn't he gimmick? But yeah, gimmick. gimmick That's man. the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yes. gimmick. Dude, took, Good job, Randy. I wish I could have timed how long it took. God. Damn. You, Damn you know what's really sad about that? Band. We did an entire episode on gimmick bands once upon a time. Oh, we did. Or at least, we did. Or at least an entire segment or something. You fucking. Pl- uh, <laughs> God. It's a playlist, I think. Yeah, right? used to play music. You fucking forgot. All right, I think All I'm right. left. I'm left here. Yeah, my answer. Yeah, Glenn Danzig and Jerry only at the same time. Whoa, whoa! Just to I get like a they reaction, couldn't, they couldn't handle I feel it. Like they, that's they, the best part. I would force myself. I'd be like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's okay, <laughs> and just fucking keep trying. And like, it's just like it'd be just like that video where that dude knocked out Danzig in the hallway. <laughs> It would get all over the fucking internet, and I'd be the dude that tried to make out with Jerry only and Glenn Danzig at the same time, and they would get so fucked and fucking broy because they just reunited. They're having enough tension between themselves, and here I come with my wiggly tongue just going at it. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine, dude. Why don't you fucking be a man and kiss me, both of you? And I grab their heads, and I get my ass kicked, and it's hilarious. Uh, 
I love that answer. Yeah, I do too. I feel like that would be the most violent kiss that has ever been kissed. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be bloody kisses. <laughs> I didn't like the answer until you'd ex- until you explained it to me. Yeah, and I got the visual in my head, and it was oh, actually a really because they would Yeah, that's not going to happen. But like the attempt would be fucking hilarious to see. Like I would love to see some like dude try to kiss even just separately, like Jerry only to see what he would do. Just to see how he would react, he would probably just He'd probably have get to, pissed. Funny He'd probably story. have to be a big man and like you know. Funny story, that. Andy. Do you remember we saw the Misfits quite a few times together? Yes. One time we were there. It was the the first show we saw them. Oh was yeah, that the Palladium. Is it you talking about when like after the show he gets down on the the Dude. rails? And okay, like, check this out. Girls. So he gets he gets down like he gets right in front of the stage right after they play right, and it's like literally right after yeah. they play. So everyone's like rushing the stage right, and he's sitting there signing autographs. And he's like acting like he's like Jerry only, but trying to be freaking Jerry gorgeous, goofy at Disneyland. He's like waiting there for people <laughs> in line and like girls come up and then he'll like stick his lips out. Like here comes a kiss. Here comes. And, and then creepy, every time man. dude. And then he gives like the weirdest, like, Ew. it's like, is this Minnie Mouse trying to kiss me? He's making that uh, noise dude, though. Dude, I That's swear weird. to God, dude, I swear. It is weird. Then, I don't like I don't like it and at all. And then I had a girlfriend yeah. at the time, right? And we're going up there like to get his autograph. And like I look at her and she looks at me like, Really? Is this dude gonna like try to kiss me? And at the same time I'm like thinking in my head, like, I'm like, it is Jerry only. But then again, I'm like, dude, I don't want you just like creeping on my girlfriend. Like she went up there and like she kinda gave him like the like right when he went in for the hug and the kiss, she kinda gave him like the side hug and immediately Come over here. immediately went in for the picture. So she didn't get it. Kiss you which I probably would like I probably would have licked her face right afterwards, but she didn't get it. But anyways, I just thought it was just kind of creepy. I like Jerry only was just kind of yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, rock stars don't get passes for being fucking creeps, man. No. And fucking spreading herpes all over the place. Probably. Come on. If he's kissing every single girl. So Yeah, that, that makes me. Okay. That being, <laughs> that being said, what if I was like in that line and then I tried to kiss him? I was like, you're yeah, kissing all these yeah. girls, man. Like, what the fuck, man? Don't you, you go with a girl and like... then you jump in front of her and steal the kiss? Yeah. <laughs> just. Gotcha. Run away. <laughs> dive back into the crowd. Andy, it is your pick. That could have happened. Dude. You got to say gotcha. Gotcha. Dive back into the crowd. Made you look. It's perfect. Oh, it's a perfect answer. You know okay. Jason from Jason's 42 Cents is now going to join us in random questions in which he's going to give us a really random question that has nothing to do with music. And he's going to be doing this for the foreseeable future. So we're glad to welcome Jason into Random Questions. Here is his question for today. Hey, hi. You guys believe in aliens? You ever seen anything weird? I saw some weird shit one time with my brother. It was huge and it was rectangle and it wasn't... It didn't have wings. It wasn't. It wasn't American. This thing was something else. Uh, uh, flat, rectangle, and just going. It was a thing. Anyway, let's talk about it. All right. So, do we believe in aliens? Hell no. 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 Of course. Of course, I do. I believe in aliens. Like, there's got to be aliens. You just said hell no. Only... That was a joke. <laughs> oh. Because it's we should have said hell no yeah hell no yeah (laughs) Dan you said no though right you don't believe in aliens I don't so okay and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are going to be like oh well there's so much 
you know, there's so much life and everything on our planet. How could there not be something else out there? They're like, space is infinite. Well, nobody's proved anything to me yet. And that's just my opinion. I mean, again, it's just an opinion. I mean, people can yell at me, this and that. Um, I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in aliens. I haven't seen them. Ghost that's aliens? why I don't necessarily believe in it. And not just because I haven't, like, seen it. Like, I haven't, I haven't experienced anything with aliens or paranormal life or activity or whatever you want to call it but again it's just my opinion andy did i interrupt you i no no <laughs> okay. no, no honey i thought i kept going i'm so <laughs> sorry i interrupted you Gosh. i i believe aliens but i don't believe in aliens like if they told me something i'd be like that's the truth but they're if they were like follow me i was like no <laughs> I don't believe in you. No, I mean, here's the thing. Um, space is vast and like there's so many galaxies out there. I'm sure there's life on other planets. I'm, what, did, what did Hawking say about aliens? It was like either there's a ton of aliens or no aliens and both are terrifying. Uh, it gets into, you know, like if, um, if there's a bunch of aliens, well, one of them's going to get the good idea that they should come here and kill us all. That would could happen easily. They might be on their way right now. If there's zero aliens, that's bringing up the the Fermi paradox, which is if we've never, or the great filter, rather. The Fermi paradox is like, we've never experienced aliens here. I know that there's like people that are like, what about Area 51 and all that? But people that look into the sky for a living say that we haven't seen anything. Mm -hmm. Now, they look up at the sky far more than I do, so I would believe them over me. Okay. But the great filter is the the concept that we never exist at the same time. And that's kind of what I believe. They're like popping up, you know. And what's terrifying about that is that that means that civilization never evolves past a certain point. Okay. So something's always killing us. Right. Not us. That's scary. But life. And that, that is scary, yeah. Gotcha. So I personally... I don't believe that they're, they've ever been here or ever right. visited, but uh, I believe that they're out there, but probably too far. Or they existed at one point, and maybe they'll exist again after we don't. Or they're like, why the that's a good hell one. would I go to that place? See, that's also a good point. <laughs> this is where my answer is going to come in. I do believe in um, there. there is other life in other galaxies. I mean, it's just fucking got to be, right? However, I don't believe they've ever came here and made fucking crop circles for fun and abducted yeah. people and fucking stuck shit up their ass <laughs> to see what they're doing. Right. I don't believe in that. I don't. There's no there's not enough proof for that for my brain to believe it. However, I've stuff that I've researched and and from like all these alien experts or you know whatever is one of them was like we've been on a block, you know, like our galaxy, our solar system uh, has been on this like block that aliens aren't allowed to come in because we're still too dangerous huh. and we're still at war and we still have hate and there's all these like other beings that won't come there for that reason that's one thing is like why would i go to this fucking earth they're, they're just gonna kill like honestly if an alien came to our earth and there was like this like you know like the scene from mars attacks they came out like dude it's gonna be we're gonna grab one and fuck with it obviously like there's we're that <laughs> fucked up that we're gonna start fucking with them. So we, we think that aliens are gonna fuck with us because we would fuck we would fuck with them. We would do exact. So we'd start chopping them up and looking inside them. So basically, you what know, you're saying the flip side. is that Earth is the West Virginia of the solar system. <laughs> the the, yes. the galaxy. Like, yeah, yeah, we don't go yeah. there. We stay over. In yeah. <laughs> We're not yeah, with the Dixie, yeah, Alabama. We just lost all our West Virginia That's, fans. We <laughs> don't need them. That's okay. Let me just clarify. Yeah, that's a good. Let me just clarify real quick, fellas. Like, so, like, as far as like life on other planets, yes, 
I'm not being completely ignorant to that. Like, is there water on other planets? And water is a life form. Is there food? There might be. Is there some sort of, like, existence? Yes. But, like, as far as, like, little beings living on there waiting to come here? No, I don't believe in that. They're not waiting to come here. Yeah. I don't think. Because we're West Virginia. You mean intelligent life form? Yeah. Yes, like a something like us or an alien or a or a different life form like a human, something like that. But like as far as like ice and like water and like different like elements that are on the earth, yes, I totally believe that that stuff is is on other planets. There's yeah. stuff that's actually I gotta say, living I mean, in and, that. And, Andy's got a good point there. Like we might be too destructive, but on the flip side of that, our galaxy is extremely young compared to yeah. the rest of the universe, and saying. we might just be not worth a damn. The like, intergalactic highway doesn't have an exit. An offering, yeah. yeah, so to speak. Uh, Skunk, yeah, uh, you believe that they built the pyramids? Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't believe that. But no. That's a good so point. I, I do believe in That's aliens, but like, kind of like you guys are saying, like, I don't believe in like little green men coming here in outer or in little saucers and sticking shit up our bums. Like, that's just. That seems so. I watch a lot of X Files and stuff like that, and it's very fun. But it's also just like so. You want to? Yeah, believe. I want to believe, but it's also just like, come on, man. Like, okay, and let's get a little political. You guys watched the last four years of our government, right? And how much that uh, yeah. guy that I won't get too into couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut. Do you think if there was aliens and proof of aliens and they told him, dude, there's aliens, you'd think he wouldn't have come out and been That's like true. tweeting like crazy. There's aliens. Like <laughs> so and it broke my heart. I was like, I was really like on the like, yeah, we're dude. Looking forward to him. I I, I really believed that that was like, you know, maybe one day we're gonna find out the truth. And then all of a sudden like that happened and it's like there's no fucking way that guy could have kept his mouth shut. Like shit. Man. Yeah. Real quick Wow. Or yeah, and a lot of people, right? The only the only way to keep a secret between two people is one of them has to be dead. Yeah, you know, people don't keep secrets; they're they're whistleblowers. What about the the footage that re- that Pentagon released, like right. trying to make us forget about COVID? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Right, trying to, yeah, and I I think I don't think that's an alien. You know, it's a UFO. It's not a, an yeah. alien spaceship. It's probably right. something that they were building and fucking around with and flying it around, and they went into the wrong airspace. I can believe that. And you know what? Technology yeah. is insane and it's, it's super classified. We have no idea what our technology is like and we're not supposed to know because of we don't have world peace. And here's the other thing too, like you got to take it from the other like take it from the Star Wars standpoint, like who's to say fucking aliens don't come here and they look exactly like us? Like, you know, and they're just people and you know, and then you're like Primates. we like don't the even movie, know they live until you put on the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Also, speaking of uh, okay. movies, I I based my like belief in aliens on you remember Contact, the movie Contact, where yep. yeah. you know yeah. at the end it's Jody Jodie Foster. Foster's fucking father is the alien, but he says a really good line in there. He says it's an awful big universe. It'd be a big waste of space if it was just us out there, right? And I was like, that mm. kind of hit home with me. So yeah, that's good, mm-hmm. right? I gotta say, uh, I love how Jason just turned this into a different podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's completely different. Now we're arguing yeah. about who believes in aliens. It's called and- now. It's <laughs> called the SETI diet of the joke of aliens experience. conspiracy. Do you guys right. believe in aliens? Let's the SETI diet of truth. Yeah. How about how about we hear a love song? Okay. This one goes out to all my homies.
mismatched laces They make me feel so happy in all of my no-no places Most people they get frightened or super weirded out But when they honk their big red nose it makes me want to shout I love you. Balloon animals Ah, oh, that's so creative When they ask me what I want I say a wedding ring and they make it But I'm serious I daydream we get married At a carnival with ice cream hats and a bucket full of confetti I never trusted mimes though, they've always seemed kind of corny And pretending that you're in a box doesn't really get me horny I like the real ones, the giggling psychopathic killer types Like the ones that pop out into a street with a bat in the middle of the night You don't scare me, you actually turn me on Why don't you put that bat down and go to my place so we can spawn Your drapes match the carpet and does your mouth taste like cotton candy? I have so many questions, I wish clowns would understand me Kazoo tunes. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We, I'm glad we we have this uh, little tune to to carry us in now. All right, let me just reiterate. So we're gonna play a game where we will play a song and we have to try to guess it. You can play at home. If you name the song, you get one full point. If you name the album, you get half a point. If you name the artist, you get half a point. So and the the person who has the most points picks the top three. Let's see if we could beat the undisputed champion of Kazoo Tunes, Mr. Andy. But let's start with Skunk. Go All right. Oh, this is a here post, we go. You guys ready? This is a post-COVID blow, so here we go. <laughs> Post-COVID blow. I really thought you guys would get this in a is it, second. Is it hip hop? No, no, it's not hip hop. Eighties, eighties. It, it is eighties. Really familiar. I was, I was thinking something else. Mm-hmm. 
I know it. I just cannot even think of the artist or the the song title. Gosh. Oh man. Dun, 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 okay. Dun, dun, Do you guys need a hint? I think so. I, I guess. Yeah. You get to see some. You almost get to see some boobs. Fast in a movie. Times at Ridgemont High. I know the movie it's in. Okay. Oh. Almost, don't you? You uh, do see her boobies. You don't almost yeah. see them. You don't see Phoebe Kate's boobs. Phoebe yeah. The girl from Gremlins, boobs. right? Yeah. She you're doesn't watching, show them. You're watching the censored version. She goes to take them off, and then it yeah, cuts. Oh. Um, okay, so it's from Fast Times. Well, kind of, but it's, it's in it. It's in it, but it's uh, it's an actual band. It's not like the score or anything. Yeah. No. But I good one, I Skunk. Way to stump us. I'm, I know the song, man. I know that melody. I fucking know that melody. Yeah, it's do, familiar do, to me. Do, do, but... do, do, do. do you have another okay. hint? I do have another hint. I feel like it's going to give away the artist easily, but maybe if you get the artist, you can, you'll can you be like, oh, I know this song. I was once in a band that covered this band for a Halloween, and we've talked about it on this show. Oh, it's the not Cars. Called... The Cars. Oh, okay. Brandon got the artist first. That's a half a point for you, fella. Come on, dude. Well, now I feel like just naming Cars songs, and that feels like cheating. (laughs) Yeah, I think this has gone too long. Uh, All right. It was Moving in Stereo, and it was off the the album The Cars. That's what Mm. I was going to say. Didn't you have that on vinyl, Dan? Yeah, I did. Is that the one with the lady driving the the clear steering wheel? So since I stumped you, do I get a point? No, because we could go down a bad (laughs) rabbit hole in that one. Fuck (laughs) that, dude. It should be two two points if you could do that. I never get any points. I stumped Andy. I get a point. Brandon's up. All right. I I think all of you guys will get this, but I kind of catered to skunk a little bit, all right? Yeah. And I feel like I feel like I'm tone deaf when it comes to the kazoo. Like I could I could It's the same thing as humming. I feel like yeah, you're tone deaf without a kazoo. Maybe I'm just tone deaf. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you're not, I'm but sorry. I feel the same way with the kazoo. Every time I get on, I feel so shaky. It's by memory. Like if I, I could play to the song, but then once the song's gone, I'm like, uh let me <laughs> let me give it a try, right? <laughs> Rolling Stones. I always thought that was a Rolling Stones song, too. Rebel, Rebel. It's Rebel, oh. Rebel by who? Antonio. Rebel, Rebel. It's David Bowie, and it's off of... Uh, oh, my God. I'm, uh, I, I said Stones. Uh, Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. It's on Diamond Dogs. Oh. That's Bowie? Oh, that is Bowie. So really? I get a point. You get half a point. Oh, no, you get a full point. Full point full for naming point. the song. And Skunk gets a half a point. Yeah, I got it. So that puts you up at... Okay, okay. Man, when you did Brandon that, I I almost was like, that's moving in stereo by the cars. <laughs> um, <laughs> you idiot. That's funny, Andy said Rolling Stones. I always thought that was a Rolling Stones song. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's, dude, the Guilty. riff is so rolling, rolly, rolly, so stony? Rolling rolly stony. Rolly stony. Dun, dun, rolly dun, stony with Stony Tony. Totally, dude. I would not have thought Bowie. All right, Andy, you're up. You guys ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Highway to the Danger Zone. Oh my oh, goodness! Kenny Loggins, I seriously got by that? Kenny Loggins, oh, and it's damn off it, of Skunk. I was just gonna say it. Highway oh, to the Danger Zone. Loggins, you got and, half a point. Once and, and it's off of, and then Skunk said Highway or uh, Skunk said Kenny Loggins. It's I off the Top Gun soundtrack. That's all I know. It you got a full point. 
Is that Ooh. all that's on? Only the song was specifically written for Top Gun. Oh, wow. It is not in, it is not in a, a record. It's in a best of, but it, it was written for Top Gun. They contracted him to write So that. that's the official album. Wow. Yeah. I Top get a half soundtrack. a point at least, right? You got one point. You got you a whole the point. Song. You, oh, the song. you got a whole point. You said Ooh. Highway to the Danger Zone. That puts uh, Andy and Dan tied. I'm behind with a half a point. Skunk's ahead with one and a half points. And I'm rooting Holy for him, Holy shit. Heck yeah, Skunk. See, now Dude, some for some reason, Andy, I, th- I thought it was Hawaii Five O at first when you first started playing it. I was going <laughs> to really? say Hawaii Five O. <laughs> Wait, is that Hawaii Five O? Am I thinking the right yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. I can. I wonder if anybody else said that, or and if anybody else said Rolling Stones. Yeah. At home, you mean? God, for sure. All right, Dan. Cringy. Bob Marley Redemption song Redemption, Redemption song. song off of uh oh, I can't think of the fuck everything on, went Bob Marley. <laughs> no come on, Scott. Come on, come on. That has a oh everything I got redemption Marley. songs. Something songs. It's called uh Redemption uh, songs. Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember the name of the album suddenly. Legend. Bob Marley think, Legends. Is it, is it legend legend is Legends? A comp. That's a oh, comp that though. Gives, well, it's either that or him with the. Uh, is it just self-titled Bob Marley and the Whalers? Probably. Well, you, what Dan, you chose it from Legends. That's where you found it. Mm, yeah, but I, like that's like saying like it's from the best of, right? Okay. Yeah, because Legend uh, is is the best of Bob Marley. Uh, so half a point for Skunk, one point for me. All you do is bring me tied? down, Brandon. You fuck. Wait, I said Redemption song as well. But all you do I is bring do. me down, Brandon. <laughs> I got. Uh-oh. I said. Well, okay, who heard so who heard who? Say I was playing. Song. You guys, you guys gotta gotta tell who Skunk was. Who. was Skunk was talking too. Yeah, I said I said redemption songs when he was talking, but he said Bob Marley. Yeah, no, I don't think Skunk heard who said it first though, because he no. was mm, too busy shit. trying to figure it out. I guess we'll just give both of us a p- full point. We okay, both said that's it. Fine. Do I get the half point for Bob Marley? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what's the score? Dan one, me one and a half, Andy two, Skunk two. Ooh, we're tied up. Neck and neck. Oh, my Man. last. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yeah. Hawaii Five-O. Shine a light on me. Shine a light on me. Yeah. No? Midnight Special. Midnight Special. Oh, Brandon got the song first. Brandon got it. Credence? Oh, Credence? Yeah. Album? Um, <laughs> Credence Clearwater Revival? Best of. <laughs> no, Legends. it is I, uh, Willie and the Poor Boys. Nope. You weren't going to get it, so it's I just not. gave it to you. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Here's my second. Did I get that? So I got a full point? Uh, no, wait. I, you I got said a, Midnight. Did I? No, Brandon said Midnight Special. He yeah, gets the full point. I got a half, you got you a half said a Credence. Point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah got sir, a I did. So you and Brandon are tied at two yeah. and a half. All right, Skunk, you got to catch up to me I'm now. nipping so at your heels. Race. Nipping at my, my right, let me Let me try to pull this one off, all right? Let me get it in my head. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> right, it's hip-hopping. I love it. Go. <laughs> Go for it. He's hip-hopping. I know it. Go for it. <laughs> Oh, 
I have Jesus no fuck. fucking idea. Let me, let me, let me try it lower. <laughs> oh, mirror in the bathroom? No, no, that, that's Ooh, a great that's song, a good though. one, though. Sounds like that. Dun, 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 dun. So I'll give you a hint. The, the beginning part that I was trying to do was a, was a drum beat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it starts off the song. It's it's kind wait, of wait, wait, play it one more time. <laughs> I can't even get the drum beat in my head. It's I'll, I'll, I'll try to do the lyric part. See, I was thinking hip hop. It. That's like the lyrics. Dude, I know this, but... Uh. I, almost, I thought it was madness for a second there. Oh my god, I know the song, dude. And I don't know it, though, enough to win this. There, there's sort game. of a connection between madness. It's kind of a, it's kind of like three degrees to Kevin Bacon kind of connection. But there's a connection between this artist and madness. It doesn't help me, man. Is I'll just, I'll say long? because madness is linked to the specials, and this artist has something to do with the specials. The Fun Boy Three. No. Damn. I was just throwing it out there. I have no fucking idea what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm stumped. Dan stumped. I wish I wasn't. Okay, skunk but stumped. I am. Yeah, I'm stumped. Like I, I know it, but want, I don't know. I don't want to go to Chelsea by Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello. Of course. I was not thinking. Of course, that. no, I have no idea. <laughs> this year's model. I've heard the, the album. album. Yeah. That's guitar, right? Yeah. 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 Clean guitar. Well, can't win them all. Wouldn't Here we go. Is it is it my turn now? Yeah. <clears throat> Skunk, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. Oh, Purple Haze off of the album. Purple Haze. Oh my God, I can't think of it. Uh, Experience. What? what was it? Experience. Experienced. There or you are go. you? Is it? Are you experienced? Dude, Jimi it's... Hendrix experience. Are you experienced? He got yeah. it right. Still. Are you experienced? So I get a whole point. Purple, he said Purple Haze and Are You Experienced? No, you get a point and a half, dude. Because I get a half. Dan said Dan gets a half a point. Yeah, because you got Dan got the. He said Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, he got yep. the artist and you got the song and the album. Oh so you're man. At, you're at three and a half. Andy and I are at two and a half, and Dan's at one and a half. Scott, how, how does it feel, buddy? Oh man, it feels good. <laughs> so we Brandon still, and I both have to either get a point and a fucking two points to beat you, right? I think uh, yeah, just one. I think well, this one might be to tie the, and a point yeah, and a point and a half to beat. This might be the oh. closest kazoo tunes, right, fellas? The pressure's on, oh, man. A, I'm gonna lose it a, right here though. Race. This is a good one. It's a good race, boys. This is a good I'm going to choke. Dan, Dan's, might... at, Dan's at the closer. I'm up to bat. Yeah, you're closing right. it. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to open this up with a um, with a hint, but... No, don't. Um, don't. 
I only know the intro, so I, that's okay. not technically a hint. Oh, I like, know what it is. I could probably... <laughs> Son of a bitch! I could probably go further into it, but it's just going to be like terrible, so you guys put your listening ears on now. Oh, here we uh, go. This could, this could be it. Date rape. Sublime. Oh, freedom. fuck. You got them all... I didn't have much Son of a bitch. <laughs> that is our 40 ounces, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I can't. That wow. puts Andy at five and a half. Four and a half. <sighs> um, no, he got, he got two full points there, right? Yeah, he was at yeah. two and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at two and a half. Come on, God damn it. If I'm the one that's like right, I'm, I'm supposed to be the fuck up here, man. You were so close. Ah. <sighs> No, I wrote down my I wrote down the uh, slashes Dude, I, right, but I just counted them wrong. Uh, did I just did I just Kobe this one? He did. You came wow. from behind, if you Too will. Too soon. Last song. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. You guys look so disappointed. God, <laughs> damn it! Well, I, you know I what though? I, lo- I don't care that I lost. I was just bummed that I didn't get to play my last song. But I I'm really wanted skunk. To I just wanted skunk to win. I'm out of ideas. Like, yeah, I wanted Skunk to win. You know what, though? I don't, like, have, I don't have a top three right now. I'll have to think about it. It was 1.5, 2.5, 3.5, and 4.5 for the final scores. That's pretty good. Like, that, was yeah. a good that was a good one, guys. And that completes Contuzus. <laughs> Contuzus. <laughs> right on. Right. Moving on. Uh-huh. Moving on. Yeah. Dope. Dude, I found this record and I never knew you did it. Oh, really? Yeah, dude, it's cool. The acoustic uh, dubs shit is I like it, man. So you want to It says it says I acoustic split. Did you did yeah. you split with somebody else? Cuz it doesn't yeah. say, you know, sometimes on splits they'll say underneath the song like the the band, but it doesn't yeah, in this case. Yeah. It was a split with a band called Bombs and Beating Hearts and funny story, we actually recorded it in this room that you're looking at uh or that I'm in right now, which is now our bedroom. And yeah, we it was a we did like a show. So there was like 40 people crammed in what is now mine and my wife's bedroom at watching us us and another band play acoustic sets. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. Cool. Oh, so all of you guys did all the songs. You didn't well, like split the record. No, we split the record. It was like we did our half and we covered one of their oh. songs and then oh, Okay. They they did their half and they covered one of our songs. And the funny thing is like their cover of our song got it didn't get labeled as a cover, so for years they got credit for writing that song. And so, like, whenever we would play it live, we would just say, like, this is not a Bombs and Beating Heart song. And then we would play our song. I've heard you say that live, and I had no idea what you are talking about. Yeah. Until yeah. today. Well, now you know. There you go. Now I know. All right, so we are doing top three guitar heroes. You know what? What? Uh, I like musicians, <laughs> you know? Yeah, me too. <laughs> I Do hate you? them. I mean, there's not much to say about this list, right? It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Looks like like I, first to go. I guess, I, I guess I'll say that um, for uh, a lot of these, I I went towards more. Uh, I would say, like, because a guitar hero to me is more somebody that could write a song than can play a solo. But if they could solo as well, that's a plus. But I kept the songwriting in 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 my head as I made this. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. I kind of went the same route, but I more took it where uh, it was guitar players that inspired how I play the guitar. 
Because I, you know, yeah, I kind of, yeah. I kind of taught your heroes, right? Well, yeah, and I kind of mm-hmm. taught myself how to play the guitar, but I did it by like, oh, listen to what that guy did. I'm gonna rip that off, and you know, like, uh, <laughs> but not really. But yeah, that's how I took it. Do you guys have anything to say about yours? I'm on the same page with that. Like most of the stuff, I had to had to think of like who inspired me and who influenced my style as well you know because i'm on the same page dude i I was self-taught you know i didn't take any lessons and i just wanted to play guitar so i had to listen to music to do it yeah how i came up with my three like this one was a little difficult for me because i could have came up with with so many and like kind of like brandon was saying like they don't have to be like an absolute shredder in order to be a guitar hero when this question was first presented to me that's what i had thought but then i had started thinking about it and actually you guys will see it at my last question like i kind of dug deep for it and i was like well this guy's not necessarily a shredder but it's like you know just like how he writes songs but Anybody can think of like three great like metal guitarists or, you know, something like that. So Mm -hmm. I took one from punk, Mm -hmm. one from metal, and then one from rock. Cool. Let's get into it. Number three. All right. My number three. uh, Speaking of blues, I have a blues artist on here. Mm. Edward James Sunhouse Jr., also known as Sunhouse. Uh, Sunhouse is from like the 30s and 40s and then he did some stuff in the 60s and 70s as well but he was more I, I like his stuff more from the like early 30s um, he's a major innovator of like the Delta style blues and slide guitar he was also known for just clapping his hands and singing for an entirety of a track <laughs> like in uh, Grinning in Your Face and John the Revelator which a lot of people cover John the Revelator but it, it, a lot of little people know not little people Little do people know that it's <laughs> just a clapping song. Like, he just claps and sings. Some of my favorite songs by him is Judgment Day and Death Letter Blues. He is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, blues artists. And the way he plays guitar is like, you guys talk about self-taught. I mean, he was self-taught without really a lot to hear. You know what I mean? Right. And it, yeah. And that's what I love about this old, these old, this old blues music was like, you could hear the passion and pain in their voice and in their guitar. And it's like every one of them had a style of their own that wasn't like really copied until kind of later. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I had to put on my list. Number three, Sunhouse. Cool. And I don't know if I know him. I want to, does he do like a lot of like tapping as well on his, on his, like, is he an acoustic guitarist? Is he an acoustic guitarist? Well, thirties. Uh-huh. Yeah. Acoustic guitar. I got to look him up. Yeah, listen like to listen to about, Judgment Day. There's a, I think there's only a live track of it, but it's it's one of my favorite songs. Oh, Judgment cool. Day. Right on. Cool. All right, we'll do. So that puts me up. Uh, my three is going to be Olga, guys. Nice. Uh, yes. my, my, Michael Algar. Michael yeah, Algar is his real name. Yeah, uh, like I said in the last episode, he I guess was voted best guitarist at one point, but he is, in my opinion, the best guitarist in punk rock. And that's not to say like his style of punk rock was even easy because, I mean, the Toy Dolls had a lot going on with their style, their drumming, their bass playing, and their vocals, and mm-hmm. he just shredded on top of it like as if he was in Van Halen. You know, like he played guitar like he shouldn't have to, uh, you know, most punk rockers would say. And also, I think he also pissed off a lot of metal people back then because, like, oh, that kind of guitarist doesn't belong in a punk band type shit. And, 
yeah, it absolutely does. It doesn't matter how you play the music as long as you play the music and you can fucking solo over punk rock. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he plays a Telecaster and he tears it up and he, you know, they he does, you know, like whatever that song's called. I can't. Dueling banjos, dude. Dueling banjos. Yeah. He does that. He does, he does The Devil Went Down to Georgia and like he owns it. They own it. And yeah, he's definitely taught me some theory in guitar just by listening and i go i want to play that and you know i've learned some things from him and i've learned some techniques just by listening to their album so olga yeah pitch harmonics and punk you don't get a lot of that right no pitch harmonics hammer-ons yeah all of it but you do Sweeps. get pinch harmonics from warren fitzgerald of the vandals and that is mm, my yeah. pick <laughs> there that, you go that guy and Andy, I'm going to be honest. I was going to pick Olga, but I'm like, someone's going to pick him. So I've got to pick somebody else. Olga would have been my pick, but actually, actually, honestly, it's it's a, it's a tie between him and Warren. Like those guys are just like insane punk rock guitarists, like nothing in, right. in my opinion, like compares oh, to those so guys, good. the pinch harmonics, Warren, and the, yeah. the soloing over it. It's just, oh my goodness. It's just all so good. Yeah. And Warren plays like a neoclassical style. And I think he was like pretty into that before the punk rock stuff happened i i mean i just want to say i probably was a, you know listening to a lot of different styles of music before punk rock came along i'm not certain on that but if you listen to his playing i mean he, he he's a he's a shredder he's a he's a neoclassical dude and his solos show it you know that for, what's the first record he was in was fear of a punk planet mm-hmm. was it yeah and that record is a lot of guitar over over a lot of soloing over the songs and you know yeah he's good man and he's his own style too like he he has this weird messes around with the the floating you know floyd rose bridge and he does a lot of weird fluttery things and he has his own signature on that i like warren oh yeah for sure well that brings it to me mine i went with another punk rocker i i went dr no from Doctor No and Whoa. Bad Brains, that dude, really? that dude shreds, man. And he, the but hardcore sh- band, he shreds it. Well, okay, but like he shreds in such a way that like it's still, it's it can be so simple. And he he taught me a lot of like just listening to him taught me a lot of like kind of tricks almost where it's like oh I can sound like I'm really good by just doing this like and there's like certain <laughs> things that he does like you know Little that accents yeah just I, like little like. I don't know, pick things where you just kind of pick down and like it almost sounds like surf guitar in a way. Oh, like, like double picking? Yeah, just stuff like Tremolo. that. I, yeah, I learned that from listening to mostly Bad Brains, but then like later Dr. No, and I was like, oh man, like I never realized yeah. how much I really picked up off that dude until you gave me this list. And I was like, man, like I, cause for the life of me, I, I, I was like trying to think of guitar heroes and all I was mm-hmm. trying to do was like, who shreds like a motherfucker. And yeah, like, you know, I was coming up with metal dudes and, you know, and then I, that's when I took this approach and I was like, man, you know, Dr. No, that dude, that dude yeah. really shaped the way that I play hardcore and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's where yeah, I went. It's a great yeah, Dan, pick, dude. Dan and Brandon, didn't we all go see Dr. No in Simi Valley? Uh, I never at, seen at Dr. Murphy's. No. Okay, I, I never went, saw him. It was in a, like a like a small dive bar on Cooner. You guys didn't go with me? No. I don't, I go with? I I saw, don't have a memory of there, it. I saw them at there I was saw like, Brandon. We saw we saw Brandon Cruz from Dr. No play with the Dead Kennedys at the Ventura Theater. No. I, I remember that. that but I remember that no, too. No, I never. There was like 20 people there and Dr. No played. That's really cool. I never yeah. went to a cool show in Simi Valley except for our own. <laughs> I, I, think I saw Dr. One. No in North Hollywood. They played at a, an abandoned um, warehouse, and the last song, the guitarist like took off his guitar, and he's swinging it around, and it hit Brandon Cruz in the head. The dude just starts 
gushing blood. What does he do? Oh, he finishes the show. Just goes oh, hell yeah. And starts hugging, I, hugging I saw, people and like yeah. rubbing his blood on people. It's like, oh my When God. I saw them perform, he was beating his head with the microphone until it was bleeding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Crazy it's like, dude. like I said, 20 people in like a little bar. We're like, what the fuck? Did we, yeah. And he <laughs> Anyways, performed like as if they were like playing on like the David God, Letterman show or something. I'm curious. All right. <laughs> All right here comes number two. All right, my number two is Marissa Paternoster. She is the lead guitar singer of Screaming Females. This girl rocks, man. She's a really good songwriter. She's a really good guitar player, and I like her singing. And in particular, like, she shreds, like, again, like she's playing rock and roll in what I would probably call a punk band, post-punk, maybe post-post-punk. I feel is like I just, I just heard them for the first time, like, a couple days ago. Screaming Females? Yeah. Yeah, I just heard them. I don't remember what's Another song coincidence them. between you and Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, these I, coincidences, man. The universe is trying to tell us something. It's like your link uh, friends we're, that were friends. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, they're awesome though. I, re- I I would I would check out the albums. My two favorite albums is uh What If Someone Is Watching Their TV and Baby Teeth. Baby Teeth is, is their first album. They came out in 2006 i want to say okay but really great band and really great guitar player marissa paternoster marissa paternoster love it okay yeah right on okay my number two stevie ray vaughn um i love stevie ray vaughn and he's still another one that has taught me technique on guitar especially with a clean sound and going from loud to dirty and loud to dirty and loud to quiet and uh, in particular, you know, this is weird enough, but his rendition of Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix is one of the best songs I will ever listen to. And that I can just close my eyes and listen to that whole song and just feel good. Um, so Stevie Ray, his tone is unbeatable. White boy blues. Yeah, good white boy blues. <laughs> I was, just giving, I was yes. just giving it to Brandon on that one. Coming back around. Yeah. I'm not going to comment. <laughs> Fine. I love Fine, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan's yeah, good. Stevie yeah, Ray I mean, Vaughan's it, awesome. It, it kind of is like that. That I don't even know what to call it. You walk White into a dive blues. bar. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, like yeah. I, I guess, but it's and he died. You know, he died unfortunate. You know, died in a helicopter crash, and I think it was with like Eric Clapton's producer or something like that. Another another situation very similar to Kobe's death. Actually, like the helicopter took off in the fog without permission, and it crashed and killed him. So. That, well, that's too bad. That's very, that that's very bad. unfortunate. Stevie Ravon is really good. Do you guys know that Stevie Ray? Stevie Vaughan, Ravon? Ravon. Stevie Ravon. <laughs> Stevie Ravon used to play guitar so much that his calluses would fall off, or he'd pick them off because they'd come off, and then he'd super glue them back on. That way, he wouldn't lose them. I did uh, hear that. Yeah, yeah. And if, there's a, actually a really cool video. I, I want to say it's like Saturday Night Live. It's some late night show or something. He's playing on stage and he pops a string and his his guitar tech comes up and switches his guitar mid-solo. He's like still playing his scales and the neck goes right back into his hand and he's still playing it. It's one of the coolest. I think it's on YouTube called like the best guitar switch ever or something like that. Kudos to really Roadie, cool. dude. Yeah, his Roadie. I mean, Stevie his Ray didn't really do anything. He's like, okay, my fingers go here and this, but <laughs> yeah. like that dude was like plugging it in and, and unplugging right. them at the same time. And that, it, that's, exactly. that's that's a Roadie, man. That guy. Yeah, it's a pretty good Roadie pretty award. Cool He'd get Roadie of the Year. Yeah. Is he that and, guy that wears a hat? Yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. the guy that Who, wears his, a hat. His roadie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the roadie or Stevie Ray Vaughan? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Brandon. Stevie Ravon. Stevie Ravon. Ray the screaming, Vaughan. The Screaming Females song I was listening to was called Ripe. I, was, I just Ripe. checked it out. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've heard that one. Well, listen to it. Maybe you'll like it. Okay. I liked it. 
How about you try The Real Mothers? Or maybe the it's Real just called Mothers. Mothers. Great song. Okay. Anyway, Dan, what's your number two? How about you guys try some Dimebag Daryl from Pantera? <laughs> that Good dude, guitarist. That dude. Okay, so first... Was, they just found me. him on the moon, or on the on Mars. They did. Is that true? That's where he's been? Yeah, he's, with, wearing, yeah, he's riding a bicycle. Kurt, he's riding a bicycle? I, I, saw, I yeah. saw a picture on the social media. Oh, yeah, I'm on Mars. You, like, what? You guys didn't see that picture? It's great. No. They're like, can you because know, the, the rover just like landed on the on Oh, Mars right, right, right. There's a bunch of <laughs> jokes. But yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, Dan. There's sorry. a bunch of rock that's, stars up there. That's where he's, he's been, on Mars. That's where he's been hiding. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, like I was saying before, I went punk, metal, and then rock. You guys don't still know my rock, so listen up. But uh, anyways... Uh, Dimebag Daryl, as far as like metal, dude, like that guy. Yeah, and there's there's so many great guitarists in metal, but like for me, like that guy's like pinch harmonics were just so insane, whole other yeah. level. Because he like he would incorporate, the... and I'm not a guitarist, so I'm probably gonna butcher this, but he'd incorporate the pinch harmonics with the whammy bar, and he'd just like pull it up, and mm-hmm. it'd make just like an ear piercing pinch harmonic like shatter but, like, a what, window. Like that's what that how, technique yeah. is. Yeah, what he did is actually on the neck. If he hits like a, you know how that harmonic, if you go on the like on the fret and it like rings out a harmonic. Yeah, so not, he not hits a pinch, that but on just the low like one, boom. and then he then he takes the Floyd and drops it and then pulls it back. So he takes that harmonic. Oh, that's it, how he gets that sound. I thought he did it with yeah. a crybaby. Well, he also had his own type of what well, wasn't it wasn't so much a crybaby. It was a like more of a pitch shifter. But he would use that on different things. The, the pitch harmonics or the 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 weird squeals that he did was all in like he would literally just like do it with his finger and go like, ding, like just bring it back. Yeah. So I always liked that. And that dude like a lot of a lot of the members of Pantera were kind of douchey and dicky but he was the coolest laid back party dude like just wanted to have a good time and laugh he just wanted to party and, like, and jam dude that's it and like yeah, yeah. You know, and he can't he understand what he's saying ever and he it's would know he had his own he had his own language and he but he was so he just wanted to be nice to people and like just party with them and have a good time and, and make them have a good time with him and you know that yeah too soon is of it, a, a guitarist as well is it pitch or pinch harmonics I want to say pitch, but I, I said pinch I again. Know, I'm not a guitarist, but whenever <laughs> I would play, I think it's it, pitch. Yeah, but I, I could be wrong. I think I think it's pitch too. I want to say pitch, and I'm a guitarist. And I'm why? Why are you guys saying whatever. pinch? You guys are stupid. Yeah, don't uh, fucking wanna, ask wanna, me, wanna, man. I like to twirl he, my he like, drum stems. Dimebag like reinvented the guitar, man. That's a, that's a good. Oh, pick. He absolutely, he really did. did. Or you could say he reinvented the steel. Oh. oh. Somebody, I don't get it. You don't have to. Oh, you don't have to. Skunk, Skunk, what's your number two? I went with Pantera. (laughs) No, it's not Pantera. It is the dude from Mars Volta and at the drive in, uh, Omar Rodriguez Lopez. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a good dude. Dude, so me and Brandon have brushed on this here and there. I am like super into the D Last and the Comatorium Mars Volta record. That record blows my mind. So good. I've tried listening to their other stuff, I just don't care. But that record is so fucking good. And I like, I have secretly like used like little pieces of that here and there, like writing songs, you know, like I've taken cues from that, like in ska punk where like nobody's ever going to know, you know what I mean? Or like nobody would ever guess that I got the idea from Mars fucking Volta, but like that record is so good. And that the way that dude plays the guitar is bizarre in the best way. Like it's so, it's almost wrong. It's like, dude, that's not how you, you want to be like, that's not Mm -hmm. how you play that. But then it's just like, you're like, 
Never mind. His solos are really weird and like almost off timing and like not. There's no music theory like involved in it, dude. And it's great. Yeah. Same with at the drive-in too. I I remember when at the drive-in came out. I actually went to a record store and I was asking for what was it? It was Operation Ivy. It was like right the first time I ever heard of that band. You know, somebody was like, "Oh, you like punk rock? Go buy this." And they told me to go buy Energy by Operation Ivy. The dude at the record store said, well, we don't have that, but you'll like this. And he sold me Propagandi, which I hated. Oh, and he sold, and then good. he sold me at the drive-in and said, if you like Operation oh Ivy, you'll love these. You'll and, like at the drive-in? Yeah, dude. And it was, it like, okay, it was okay. so weird. It like, but Great I hated band, but no Propagandi. But, yeah, no comparison. But what At the Drive-In stuck with me what, since then. What album from At the Drive-In? It was is the it Relationship of Command? Yes, yeah, with one arm Scissor and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. That's a good And one. I don't... But yeah, there is no relationship of Operation Ivy with no, that album no at all, there. but You're right. no. the dude sold it to me and I was just like, well, I'll give it a shot. And it was just like, holy shit. It's so fucking good, man. But yeah. Dad, dad just walked away. Dad, dad just, just walked away. <laughs> he just got up and left. He's there had it. Okay, he's like he Mars Volta, huh? Dan, Get out of here, <laughs> he just, uh, Skunk. Like, I love Mars Volta, and I I like all of it. Um, like Francis the Mute. So man, it's like they continued progressive rock when nobody else did, and they did it in such a cool way. Like where they there's like mm-hmm. elements of punk rock in there. That's a great pick, dude. He's got solo stuff too. That's kind of hard to listen to because it's like really, really like jammy. Um, yeah, and experimental. In, like, one of his albums, he, like, sat with, like, five TVs playing five different movies and scored each one of them. <laughs> like Whoa. That kind of stuff, which is cool in theory, but then... But then you listen to like, it, and you're like, kind of how much drugs did you eat to do this, sir? How much drugs did you yeah. eat? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Heroin's a All right. drug. Here comes... Number one. My number one's Bobby Bray, like, hands down. Uh, guitarist of The Locust... Um, I think it's called Innis. It's but it's it's an acronym. It's I N U S, um, and Holy Molar. But more particularly because of the Locust, and because he was the guitar player on New Erections from the Locust, two thousand seven, the last album that we got from them. And that dude, uh, it's like really close with like kind of Omar Rodriguez, where he's just doing kind of like ignoring music theory right. and just doing weird stuff. And sometimes, Dude. you know, there's a synth in the band, but sometimes the guitar sounds like a synth too. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like the Locust sounds like, it's it, to me, it almost sounds like Depeche Mode went and saw a punk band and took methamphetamine. <laughs> you know what he I has, mean? Like, like yeah. I always looked at the Locust, especially New Erections, as like futuristic punk rock. Like it sounds right. like somebody went into the future and grabbed a punk band and like, oh, this is just what punk is. Like it almost sounds like a full synth band. Like even the bass right. will sound a little synthy, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Bobby Bray's guitar writing and his guitar skills and the time signature of his guitar work is just like mind blowing to me. And that's why he had to be my number one Bobby Bray. Bobby Bray. He has all those like tritones too. And that's like what I appreciate about that era of like, I guess you want to call it hardcore, but they did a lot of weird tritones that that sounds like a synth, you know, like it's like a power chord, but there's more to it. Mm-hmm. And there's like the half step tone. And I I've, I did some writing, you know, in my, in, you know, a couple of years back in my other band where I started doing a lot of weird tritony stuff. And it's fun, man. It's fun to sound. It just sounds weird, but it makes sense. So yeah, I, I I can I can get down on that. That's a good that's a good pick, man. Thank you. I like him. Do you? 
Do you know the singer The Locust described their music as not if, but when Giant Locusts take over the world, that will be their theme music? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I read an article. He just like considers them a punk band. You know? Yeah, he's just joking. I mean, I don't think he was serious, but I just thought that that okay. was a really good answer. But it, it sounds like it. It does. I kinda, that is the sound. I kind of wish that he really believed that. Yeah, I mean, somewhere inside of him, he does. Yeah, he's like, he no, really, it. that's... What's the name of that CD that's like really small has a bunch of songs on it? Um, oh, that was like their first full length album, wasn't it? I think cool it was, though. Was it just I love that intro with I think yeah, it was you just hear the locust coming in. Uh, LP. Yeah, I, I appreciated that one. Okay, so my number two or my number two, my number one, Dan is going to be is going to be Warren Fitzgerald. <laughs> Who's that guy? Oh, so nice. crossover. Now, now Warren Fitzgerald was actually a toss up in the question whose wardrobe would you want? I picked Milo <laughs> Ackerman, and I actually was thinking about Warren Fitzgerald because he's so colorful and weird. He wears, like, peach mm-hmm. pants and, like, banana yellow shirts and a, and a bright blue hat, and he's in a punk yeah. band. Like, he, he's always wearing these really bright colors, and he's he's, he's he's an artist in himself just the way he dresses. I mean, I could never dress like that because I just don't like a bunch of colors on me. That's just who I am. But uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it. I'm like, well, Warren kind of pulls it off without fucking caring, you know? So, anyways... His guitar theory is awesome, and I don't have much to say because I already said it, but through every album, you know, and his his writing skills, even the way he just plays power chords is not even punk rock theory, in my opinion. It's like his own spin on on the genre, and I've always, you know, yearned to be like that. So Hmm. Warren Fitzgerald, number one, take it or leave it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. Um, With fervor. Yeah. yeah. My uh, my number one, I com- I completely went to left field on this one. Joe Walsh from the Eagles. Now, the reason... You, okay, you yeah, lost me at the Eagles. Don't, don't say every, anything at once, fellas. <laughs> Fucking so, Eagles. So, anyways, okay, I'm not the biggest Eagles <laughs> fan. <laughs> You're Damn, killing me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's all good. This is no comparison to Skunk and his band that one time. I can't oh. forget their name. So what? Oh, he brought it back. The World Inferno Friendship Society. See, I can even remember their name. Oh, Thanks, yeah. So anyways. Well, bring uh, up old shit, man. Now he's all bummed <laughs> out again. I'm just playing. So now, Joe now Walsh. got me all upset. So, so Eagles, Joe Walsh. I'm not the biggest Eagles fan, but okay, yeah, the Eagles. You listen to me, you think, like, take it easy. You think Hotel California. Hotel yeah, it's California. Great. But then they have this live performance that they came out with in like 94, 95. It was like an MTV Unplugged. I don't even know if it was an Unplugged, but it was the Eagles playing acoustic and when they played hotel california though classical it was like classical style style, and it was like very very impressive and like very very talented and joe walsh being one of their like main guitarists and and songwriters which they have like eight guitarists in that band but he's one of the main ones and he just really really impressed me on the uh acoustic version of that song with like how like classically trained him and the other guitarists are and they're not just like Mm -hmm. this rock and roll band from the 70s they actually have talent and they can play like classical type stuff right right so i used to i never hated the eagles until i started working in the fucking hospitality industry in restaurants and as a bartender (laughs) because every fucking day fucking day you hear fucking hotel california and and any eagle song and steve miller like that is a typical you know before dinner play fucking list and i'm so sick of the eagles i'm just sick of it i don't even know if i hate them i'm just fucking sick of them and that's that 
I have a story, a coincidence rather. Oh. Today, uh, my wife and I were looking through some old records that we had, and a lot of records were like given to us, and we we're like, "Which ones do we sell?" And we came across the Eagles, and in unison, we said, "Sell." <laughs> I've always hated the Eagles, but I'm sure he's a good guitar player. They are good guitarists. They are great musicians. But and like I said, I'm not even sure if I don't if I actually hate them. I think I'm just so exhausted from them. I hated the Eagles for a really long time, and then I, I remember watching the Big Lebowski for the first time, and when he says, "Come on, man, I had a rough night." and I hate the fucking Eagles. Like, me and half my family were like, yeah! Like, because like, my whole family famously hates the Eagles. Like, my all my uncles, they fucking hate the Eagles. <laughs> it was kind of instilled dude, in me. That, that Spanish rendition of Hotel California. The Gypsy that, Kings. The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Dude, that's a, that's a great cover. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that band also, kicks ass. Right. What's that song by Don Henley, though? And I, I actually like the song. Um, I want to say... Fucking, I don't know, like yellow card covered it or some shit. They did that. The, or the, the the black flag sticker on the Cadillac, but it, that wasn't you. Don Henley's version. Your boobs keep shining in the sun. Yeah, I, I forget the name, but oh. I hate that song. I, I like that song. <laughs> I got my hair all back. Yeah, Fucking it's another okay. And coming me. from a drummer, it was like the other time. It's like our other show when you're like, "Hey, let's have the drummer sing a song." No, <laughs> yeah, no. Phil Collins. Fuck Come on, you, Don. Phil Collins. Get back to your drum set, Don. <laughs> Get back to your drum set, Don. Shut up, yeah. Lars. Get back there. You're not the <laughs> spokesperson anymore. You know, I just want to be the singer sometimes. Well, you yeah, know, no. I just, I just kind of want to come out. <laughs> I got don't, something don't, to don't, say. Don't. All right, don't, get back don't. to your I'm drums, like, Lars. Lars. We were all terrible at, at impersonating Lars, but yeah. we just doing it. But oddly enough, we all sounded just like him, too. Yeah, that's basically what I hear. Anyways. Come on, man, let me play drums. Where are we? Brandon's is the best. Yeah. Come on, guys, let's play drums. <laughs> yes. God. Poor right. fucking Lars. Poor Lars, everybody. No. All right. Skunk, what's your number one? My number one, I went with Eric Peterson from Mischief Brew, who, or he is Mischief Brew. He was, uh, he kind of took cue from, like, uh, kind of Bob Dylan, kind of Woody Guthrie. Like, he was a folk punk uh, guitar player, but he, like, kind of came up, you know, like, from punk bands, like uh, Frank Turner, who we've talked about in the past. He was in punk bands, and then on the side, he would write these acoustic tunes, but he would uh, write them really, like this dude, I mean, would write them really folky, and uh, Brandon knows, I I became Mm -hmm. super obsessed with Mr. Brew for a really long time, and that dude molded the shit out of the way I approached music for, I don't know, the last 10 years, something like that, maybe not quite 10, but quite a few, and that dude, he's not like some amazing guitar aficionado, but just the way that he plays it, he plays it with such gusto and such, I don't want to say class, uh, more, what's the word I'm looking for? Finesse. Grace? No. Power. <laughs> no, like, uh, oh, shit, man, I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I'm trying to come up with words. Uh, fun. <laughs> Now I'm just gonna. Is that what you can think of? I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna stare at you guys while you guess words. No, confidence is yeah. the word I was looking for. Confidence, which is what I lack when I'm speaking about music, apparently. But he, like everything that he ever touched, like uh, musically, like you would throw it at it, or like you know you'd watch videos of him playing live, and it's like he could be playing an acoustic guitar in a coffee shop in Germany to like six people, and he is playing the fucking holy hell out of that guitar like drumming on the acoustic the back of it and stuff and like yeah it's just cool that dude 
rocks. He's a great songwriter too. I agree. I've heard I've heard a lot of mischief mischief brew from you actually. I know this. Our previous show, which was called the same thing as this show, but without with an A. Yeah, that's the only difference. Uh, yeah, you played a lot of mischief brew, and I I, I grew to like him. Actually, I didn't I didn't grow. I kind of liked him immediately. They're kind of in their own genre, which I always appreciate. Yeah. All right, that does it for our top three. Uh, so Skunk is actually picking our next agree or disagree. Do you have that for us, Skunk? Oh, what is it going to be? I sure do. I'm giving you... Oh, now i got to look up the name of the song. I didn't realize it was my week. I'm giving you a band called Masked Intruder. Uh, Masked Intruder. Masked Intruder. And the song... Masked Intruder. God damn it. <laughs> I wish I would have been prepared and how I failed Intruder. twice. Mask. Okay, it's off Mask. the self-titled album, just called Masked Intruder, and the song is, it's Hello Beautiful. Hello Beautiful. Sorry, I'm writing. I have to say things when I type. <laughs> All right, so you listeners at home can listen to Masked Intruder, Hello Beautiful off the self-titled album, and we will all get back the next episode to see if we agree or disagree. And I'll have a top three uh, this week for y'all as well. I'm just, I don't have one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Top three, top three doubt. Top three doubt. Not, yeah, yeah. He wins too much. Well, he's top three doubt. That will do it for us. Yeah. So on that note, it doesn't suck. You just, you just don't, don't, like don't like You just don't like it. it. You just don't like it. You don't like it. You don't like it. <laughs> Steady Diet of Music is a production of Pod Cauldron. Check out some other great podcasts on the Pod Cauldron Network, including Rabble, 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 a comedic look at current events, Cards and Cubes, show about board games that you didn't grow up playing and bub club a horror movie podcast we would like to thank kirsten adams for our logo check out more of kirsten's art and graphic design on instagram at cat coffee that's k-a-t-c-o-f-f-e-e if you want to get a hold of Steady Diet of Music for any reason, you can email us at Steady Diet of Music Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we should be back in a couple of weeks. 